Hello, everyone. I am your host, Kai, of the Reunion Podcast. This is episode 30. And joining me again today is my incredible co-host, Viz. How are you doing, Viz? I'm Grant. Thank you very much. And welcome back, everybody, after this long break. Yeah. <laughs> I'm uh, currently on vacation at home, unfortunately, but still vacation. This time off. No work for two weeks. So I can just uh, focus on gaming, on CCO and whatever mm -hmm. uh, tickles my fancy. And yeah. Yeah, I was just about to say, we're back, everybody. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> we went on hiatus for a little bit. I, I was, I'm still on vacation, but I took a trip just to visit my family and friends back home um, for about two weeks. And then I needed a break as well. Obviously, like from the podcast and everything a few weeks before that. So... It's been incredible, but I'm just super excited to be back again, Viz, sitting here with you today um, to record another episode of the podcast. Yeah, it's really, really good to be back. And I'm also very excited for continuing this podcast and especially this one. Mm -hmm. You'll see shortly or mm -hmm. here. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. So the best way to support us here is to like, sub, and share the podcast. If you haven't already done so, hop on over to our YouTube channel and subscribe. You can also subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you listen to your podcasts. We're on all of the streaming podcast platforms. All right, guys. So today we are so excited because we have two amazing special guests here for today's episode. We have Chris and Hanny here from First Encounter Podcast with us today. So welcome, guys. Hello. Thank you so much for having us. This is fantastic. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. You're welcome. So excited to be here. Yeah. So for today's episode, we'll be chatting with you guys all about Final Fantasy VII OG. So we'll get to know you guys a little bit better by diving into your history and experience with Final Fantasy as a series and Final Fantasy VII specifically. We'll also be discussing Final Fantasy VII Remake very lightly because Hanny has not played it yet. So we're trying to avoid all spoilers at all costs. And uh, also, Viz and I have some questions for you, um, Hanny, about Final Fantasy VII OG and uh, I guess your hopes and dreams for Final Fantasy VII Remake. And we've got more as well. All right, guys. So before we start today, I just wanted you guys both to introduce yourselves and talk a little bit about First Encounter Podcast. You want to take this, Hanny? You want to go first? Yeah. I'd, uh, I'd love to. You know me. I definitely like to be in charge. <laughs> uh, hi. Uh, so first off, thank you guys so much for having us on the show. I'm uh, really excited. Um, really looking forward to the day where I get to listen to your, your podcast and uh, not have to worry about spoilers. But uh, in the meantime, I appreciate the, the fact that you let me on, uh, even though I'm not able to listen to it super often. But yeah, uh, I'm Hanny. I am one of the co-hosts for the First Encounter podcast. We are a video game adventure podcast where we, uh, I think our current model is we are uh, taking turns playing games uh, that are considered, you know, classic hits that we've never uh, played before. So for mm -hmm. season one, uh, Chris had me play his favorite video game of all time, which was Final Fantasy VII. Uh, mm. The OG, which I had never once touched before in my life. Wow. Good thing that this changed. Yeah. Yeah. It was a huge rift in our life. Uh, and I'll, I'll let Chris talk a little bit more about uh, 
why he he specifically started first encounter uh, i do i do have to give him all of the credit for getting us off the <laughs> ground and and into into people's ears uh whether they whether they wanted us there or not <laughs> i don't know about that hi i'm i'm chris um i'm the wind in henny's sails if you will <laughs> um and yeah we started first encounter because i've known henny for 20 plus years and he's just never played uh, my favorite video game of all time, which is Final mm-hmm. Fantasy VII, till recently. So I knew that I had to just share his first experience with the world, and here we mm. are, uh, almost two years later. Beautiful. Yeah. Just beautiful. <laughs> That's amazing. And you just finished, right, Hanny? You just finished it, like, so a few weeks ago, or? We, I think, wrapped recording at the end of May for Final Fantasy VII OG, so that is uh, officially finished. I, uh, spoiler alert, beat Sephiroth, uh, which was very <laughs> <Yeah>! exciting, um, <laughs> uh, which was something I didn't even know if that was a, an action that happened, you know, prior to a year ago. Uh, mm-hmm. So, yeah, back in May, we wrapped up OG. Uh, we are uh, currently about to come back with our uh, Season 2, where Chris is taking uh, the reins of playing one of my favorite games for the first time, Majora's Mask, uh, which is a Legend of Zelda Ooh. game. But we will, Ooh, uh, mm-hmm. we will save that for uh, another time to talk about, uh, as we're here to talk about Final Fantasy. Yeah. And, um, yeah, we uh, have started uh, putting out some content on our uh, Patreon. Uh, where I am playing the rest of the compilation now. So I just switched from finishing up the uh, Final Fantasy VII OG um, through Steam to now playing Crisis Core. Okay. Yeah, and I'm about, uh, I think, maybe maybe six hours into Crisis Core. So, uh, you know, I, I pretty much know all there is to know about Crisis Core, too. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I, would, I would say so. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. And... I I love the premise of of your podcast because it's like you guys you know your your friends and Hanny you ha- haven't experienced Final Fantasy VII before so you know having Chris like you you've already played it obviously it's your favorite game and then seeing your friend go through the process that you went through I guess like we'll get uh, we'll, we're going to talk about it in a second here about your history with Final Fantasy but just you know you experienced it a lot earlier obviously and then to have your friend go through that um, experience of playing this game and seeing you know how much Henny enjoyed it as well super interesting to me i think it's something you know it's something new that i i didn't like i I haven't experienced this before in a podcast especially like you know in a final fantasy um centered you know podcast so i think that's super awesome and i i really love your podcast and your content i think you guys are doing incredible work um and i i hope that you continue um you know to create amazing content into the future so yeah thank you so much it's very very kind absolutely I also really like your your format because usually people just watch others play a game for the first time, mm-hmm. as in Let's Plays. It's good and well, but if your friend does that and then you get to talk about it, about it with each other, it's mm-hmm. completely new dimension, I, I wager. So yeah. really, really a great premise right there. Yeah, Thank you. Absolutely. And now it's it's switched, right? Because Chris, you have you played uh, Majora's Mask before? I have not. This is okay. new experience for me. I've played Ocarina of Time, but... Okay. Yeah. So no spoilers for that. <laughs> <laughs> I, 
<laughs> oh no, absolutely not. Don't worry about that. <laughs> but I like that because it's kind of like you're going back and forth and playing. I guess like Chris is playing something that you know he hasn't played, and then Hanny, you're playing something that you haven't played. So it's like, but Hanny, have you played Majora's Mask? Yes. So Majora's Mask was one of my favorite games of all time. Okay. Oh. So it's it's That's awesome. I would say almost equivalent. I wouldn't because Majora's Mask isn't my favorite game, and it is definitively Chris's. I would say it's a little different. Right. Um, but it is mm-hmm. still Majora's Mask is is my number two, so it's pretty high up there. <laughs> um, and it is, I I I I hope it's as rewarding for me as uh, season one mm-hmm. was for Chris. Uh, so I'm I've I've been having a blast while we've been recording it. Um, Good. And uh, we, like I said, uh, our, our next episode is launching very soon. Or our first episode of season uh, two is launching very soon. So hopefully others can uh, can come in and, and keep enjoying uh, Chris and I's uh, banter and, and personalities and stuff just in a, a slightly mm-hmm. different format than Final Fantasy. Nice. That's awesome. I played Majora's Mask when I was a kid, and I think I actually didn't end up finishing it until a lot later in life. Yeah, yeah. It's a difficult game, um, as Chris is learning. <laughs> it's also very disturbing for it's very, uh, children, yeah, I it would is. say. It's really very dark. dark. And is it that one with the with the evil looking moon? Yes. Yes. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> I found it really difficult to understand the uh, the time change and stuff like that. Yeah. I cannot wait for you to listen to the next season then. <laughs> <laughs> I pretty much crush it. It was a lot from when I was a kid. Yeah. I just remember getting frustrated and I'm like I'm not going to finish this. <laughs> so, sounding familiar, Chris? No, no. I don't get frustrated at all. No, no. Not, ne- not never. Not once. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I definitely relate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right, guys. So moving along here, we are going to be talking about your experience and history with Final Fantasy as a franchise. So... I'm super interested to know if you both like when when you heard about Final Fantasy as a game and uh maybe you can touch on like how many of the Final Fantasy games you've played and obviously we know like Chris 7 is your favorite. Uh we don't know if Haney's played like other ones, you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. if you have a comparison to Final Fantasy 7 if that one now that you've played it is like your favorite one from all the ones that you've played. So Final Fantasy VII was the first and currently last Final... Well, that's not true, because I'm playing Crisis Core. Uh, Final (laughs) Fantasy VII was the first Final Fantasy game uh, I ever touched, if you don't count Kingdom Hearts, which, uh, for Mm. some reason, a lot of people don't, even though it's very (laughs) clearly a a lead entry in the Final Fantasy uh, (laughs) um, series. But uh, I played... um, As a kid, like, uh, like concurrently with it coming out, I played Kingdom Hearts one. Uh, Chain mm-hmm. of Memories and uh, Kingdom Hearts, part of Kingdom Hearts 2. I never finished it. And I have seen Final Fantasy Unlimited, which was an anime that I don't think had any relation to any of the video games at all, um, aside from okay. reusing some of the uh, summons. Um, oh, like uh, Bahamut. And Chocobos. And Chocobos. Okay. Oh, oh, have you seen it? <laughs> I have seen it, yeah. It's, it was a long time ago, yeah, but it's, it's pretty cool, pretty awesome, I yeah. guess. Yeah. But. I think it's it's far removed from the Final Fantasy games. Yeah. It has some elements in it, but story-wise and with characters, it's, it's not really... It doesn't really feel 
Final Fantasy. Mm. Right, definitely. Um, it, it feels a lot like a, like a, an adventure anime that would have come out around, yeah. you know, any any other mm-hmm. adventure anime that would have come out around the same time, um, you know, like Ark the Lad, Orphan, uh, anything like that. Yeah, um, yeah. Definitely had, had similar vibes to those, uh, to me, more than Final Fantasy. And that is really uh, my experience. Uh, well, I've also, uh, I've, I saw Advent Children once or twice uh, about 15 years ago. Had no idea what was going on. Uh, I did see Final <laughs> Fantasy Spirits Within, which apparently is not part of Final Fantasy VII. Um, nope. Didn't, didn't realize that for a long time either. And then uh, my, I watched my brother play um, a good amount, I would say, of Final Fantasy VIII, but I don't remember a lot about it. And that's really the extent of where, I've got, where I had been previously. So um, I just never picked up any Final Fantasy titles uh, when I was a kid. I played a lot of uh, a lot of games. I played a lot of, I think, a lot of JRPGs even, but just never grabbed a a Final Fantasy game. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I was kind of always in the the fringe edges of like, well, I like Kingdom Hearts, but you know, I like Kingdom Hearts because I like the Disney like Disney Plus anime right. aesthetic more than like I care about anyone from Final Fantasy in it as, at the time when I played it. Now I'd be mm-hmm. very excited to be like, oh my god, it's it's uh, it's Cloud. Why does he look like that? <laughs> Uh, um, <laughs> would be my immediate second question uh, is why is he Vincent uh, with why is he Vincent plus Sephiroth <laughs> but um, <laughs> that is a that is a story for another day I guess but um, yeah that's yeah. that's kind of where I'm at with Final Fantasy is just now I've, I've finished the OG I of uh, FF7 I absolutely adored it uh, I'm getting really into Crisis Core we kind of um, to be completely honest uh, I I wasn't as hooked into Crisis Core getting it off the ground. Like, it took way longer for me to be mm-hmm. like, oh, like, I actually want to play this. And then just, like, I would say, like, maybe, like, the second or third recording, Chris and I both just, like, snapped into it and got really excited about it. And now we're, like, really into it. Um, But, yeah, that's, that's, that's like, where I'm at right now. Um, And just really excited to kind of play more, learn more. Um, mm. Been thinking about picking up the uh, the MMO uh, that's that's pretty popular right now. Is that Final Fantasy fourteen? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, I've seen a lot of stuff about that uh, from my friends, like just on Instagram, who've been playing it. It looks fun. I'm a. I was a big WoW fan for a long time. I like MMOs. Oh, okay. I like uh, nice. things like that. So, um, I you know, it seems like it could be something that would be, uh, into my interest. But uh, aside mm-hmm. from that, we're kind of keeping other Final Fantasy stuff a little bit at, at arm's length because uh, because it was so much fun for me to experience it for the first time for seven. You know, we kind of want to see what we can do with. Uh, you know, eight, ten, twelve, etc. Um, nine, right? Nine, nine is definitely on there. Nine, nine. <laughs> yeah. I, th- I, I always think for some reason that nine was a uh, was an online game that no one played, but that's eleven, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know about yeah. no one playing it, but no one I knew played it. <laughs> yeah. 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 I think that's uh, that's where I'm at with Final Fantasy. Over to you, Chris. Ah, uh, thank you. Um, yeah. So I grew up with seven. Um, I think I was probably about eleven when I played it for the first time, and mm-hmm. it was really my first big story-based game at all, because previous to that, I was playing, like, Sonic the Hedgehog and Mortal Kombat and all these other Genesis games. <laughs> How dare you imply that Mortal Kombat is not a story-heavy video game? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Unless you count uh, King's Quest and Quest for Glory. Uh, those were my bread and butter back in the day. But, yeah, I, I played Final Fantasy VII for the first time on the PC. Um, with the three disc set um Mm. my cousin was playing it and i was watching him one day and it just 
completely captivated me, so I borrowed it after he was done and played through it, and uh, since then I've played 8, 9, 10, 12, uh, 13, 15. I've had a hard time going back to the earlier games, um, mm-hmm. but yeah, 7 onwards, I've pretty much hit all of them. I've just really been enjoying the whole series. This sounds so, so familiar. Like, practically <laughs> all points you mentioned is is it's just me. <laughs> yeah. um, Aside from King's Quest, it's uh yeah. this didn't touch me, but like platformers were my jam. Oh yeah. Donkey Kong Country, I loved them to bits. Mm-hmm. Mega Man, loved them to I bits. I love Mega Man. Yeah. Yeah. I fell into so cool. uh, Mega Man, Mega Man X. Castlevania is what I gravitated toward. Mm. But that's also pretty good, yeah. Yeah. I this is also something I know a lot about but have not played any of those it's ah. yeah, yeah it's interesting yeah maybe i should one day yeah oh, i mean <laughs> maybe we can do like... a crossover <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah and if you like mega man sure. then that's a very natural uh fit i feel like yeah very good transition true true but that's true yeah final fantasy has been pretty much informing my console uh purchases from you know seven yeah. onward so mm-hmm Big Sony boy over here. Yeah. <laughs> Raising my hand, too. Big PlayStation, yeah. I would say, more than Sony. Yeah. But that's, yeah. that's, that's valid. Yeah, yeah. yeah. PlayStation. <laughs> for sure. I think I bought a PlayStation 4. Was it PlayStation 4 that I bought for... Um, I think it was a Versus 13 before it became yeah. 15. <sighs> I think I was, it was uh, a PS3. Or PS3, yeah, yeah. I bought a PS3 yeah. for that. And yeah. then it never came out. Yeah. And then it came out as something else later on. Very tragic. That I also bought a PS4 for. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, definitely have done that. Bought consoles for Final <laughs> Fantasy games. Absolutely. No shame. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> on my end, it was a little bit different. I already had a PS1 before. For mm-hmm. other games like Rayman, for example. I loved it as well. Oh man, Rayman. Really cool platformer. Yeah. Rayman. And then I, I think I started playing uh, Tomb Raider, the first one. And mm. then I went to the store yeah. with a friend. I saw Tomb Raider 2 there. I thought, hmm, that's something I could pick up. But then I also saw this huge chunk of box with three discs <laughs> in it. White background yeah. with just the, the letters and the meteor. I thought, hmm, looks cool. Turned around, cool pictures. And uh, a guy with a big sword. And, uh, <laughs> hmm, this could be interesting. And then I sat yeah. there for 45 minutes, annoying my, uh, my friend to no end. And couldn't decide between Tomb Raider 2 and Final Fantasy 7. And after f- 45 minutes, I finally settled for Final Fantasy 7 and le- never looked back. <laughs> you made the right <laughs> decision. Yeah. Yes, I did. <laughs> <laughs> But I bought Tomb Raider 2 in uh, like some months or so later, anyway. (laughs) Perfect. Wow. Oh my gosh. Where are you getting all the money? (laughs) Uh, I don't know. I just just didn't spend that much. (laughs) I saved them up for games. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. I'm similar to Viz, I guess, in the fact that I used to play a lot of platformers. Like my parents obviously controlled you know, what I played because they had the yeah. money, they had the big bucks. So they bought the <laughs> consoles, you know, and the big thing was Nintendo. And that's pretty much I like what I played. I, I played a lot of Nintendo platformers. Same. I had most of the Nintendo consoles. So mm. my, you know, time was spent playing, you know, 
Mario games and Yoshi's Island or whatever. Oh, I loved it. <laughs> and, uh, like all different types of games. And uh, I always, like I, I saw, I remember seeing like the cover art for previous Final Fantasies in the store. Like you could rent it, but I didn't really understand what it was. And I don't think I knew what an RPG was until much later when I got older. Um, and then eventually I was at my friend's house and, you know, he was showing me this game and I didn't actually know it was Final Fantasy VII um, until, you know, he explained to me what it was. And I was like, oh, yeah, OK, so I know I've seen the cover art for those games, like the earlier games before. And uh, we played it together and I fell in love. It, it was amazing. Um, and then I didn't finish it until later even after that because back then we would go to the store with five dollars and then we'd just rent a video game right at the convenience store so then you'd never be able to actually finish a game we'd have to return it Mm -hmm. because i'm from a small town so we didn't have like blockbuster yeah so i played it later and ended up beating it and it became like one of my favorite games of all time so it's awesome Mm -hmm. that's really really cool by the way short disclaimer here because i i (laughs) Not sure if, if all uh, North Americans know that, but in Europe, we only received Final Fantasy VII as the first Final Fantasy. One through six, nada. Nothing. Oh, wow. They, all, they wow. only came out on, I think, those PS1 uh, versions of the anthology, Origins, and mm-hmm. Final Fantasy VI. Wow. It was the, uh, my, my first um, like experience with, with that. I knew that, that they were different ones because i played some mm-hmm. uh, using an, an, an emulator yeah. at some point but then bought all of them as well on the ps1 but only finished uh eventually final fantasy one the others i don't know just stopped in the middle somewhere i don't know why <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's like with you chris I, I just couldn't get that much into the older ones for some reason yeah yeah I played them on my phone actually once the iPhone came out and it actually oh. had like a graphics card inside or like the the ability for you to be able to actually play like games on it. Um, obviously not like the first iteration, but I played the original Final Fantasy games on my phone because I never played them growing up. Like I said, like I saw them in the store, but I never played them and I was too busy playing, you know, Pokemon and other portable games as well because I had a Sega Genesis and I had a a Sega Game Gear. So it was a lot of Sonic, a lot of, um, you know, Pokemon, (laughs) pretty much just Pokemon. (laughs) I was actually pretty old for for a kid to be obsessed with Pokemon, but I was. (laughs) I think it was the first anime that I actually watched as well. So... Like I was obsessed. Oh. I think I was like thirteen, and I, I was so into it. I, I loved Pokemon. Yeah, I, mean, I think that must have been when around when I came into it too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you came but, into Pokemon that late, Chris? Yeah, yeah. I didn't know what anyone was talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Thinking back, I actually remember now playing that, like playing any Pokemon stuff with a lot more of like my other friend group. Like the one yeah. that lived on my same the same road as me. We're mm-hmm. we're very into it. Chris lived across town, which isn't very far, but you know, far enough when you're nine, ten, eleven yeah. years old that you're not going to go play games together, <laughs> you know, without some parental uh, assistance. So <laughs> a lot of the games I played were with the the people who lived nearby, and uh, that's probably yeah. a lot of what shaped the games I played as a as a kid too. Mm-hmm. That between that and, and what my brother was playing, my older brother. That makes sense. 
Yeah, it was the same thing with me. More, you know, couch co-op games yeah. like Mario Kart. Things you could play together with friends. A lot of know. that, yeah. Or games that are really interesting to, like, sit next to someone and watch, but not, like... Exactly. To the point yep. where, like... Like, Final Fantasy VII is is pretty lengthy to, like, just sit next to someone and watch, like, mm-hmm. when you're 10 years yes. old. But, you know, like, we would do, like... <laughs> Like, I, I would watch my friends play, like, Need for Speed, or we would do co-op Need for Speed, or, like, play, um, you know, uh, oh, was that uh, Twisted Metal? Was that that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh that one, yeah. Yeah. Right. Oh, my gosh. Um, like, things like that. Um, but, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. not, not, on, not onto the, the JRPGs, uh, that group. <laughs> Same. I never owned a PlayStation, so, like, my other friends did, so I would go to their houses obviously we'd hang out and i'd play you know playstation games that i never played before so that was like a fun it was an exciting thing because i had an n64 i had you know a nintendo consoles so they would come over to my house play the (laughs) nintendo games that we'd you know i would go over there we'd play playstation and yeah n64 had so many great games that people just never got a chance really to play like um but 64 well, yeah, like Quest 64, but also like, uh, mm-hmm. you know, like um, Jet Force Gemini was a phenomenal game or uh, mm-hmm. Turok Seeds of Evil was really great. Yes. Um, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. There was a there was a, oh, a couple other ones that I really enjoyed playing. Um, was it the James Bond one? Was it Gold Goldeneye? Yeah. Yeah. Goldeneye oh, yeah. Was oh really yeah. Sweet. yeah. Yeah. There was. Oh, my gosh. There was a lot of great. Played at a lot at the Friends, too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was a big play. Play at Friends house games. Yeah. Um, I think. I love that game. Jet Force Gemini is probably the reason I love Halo so much, though, because it, it, mm. it just is a very similar or in my memory, it was a very similar vibe. Yeah. Yeah. I just remember going to my friend's house and we would play Resident Evil games because oh, you know, yeah, yeah. they were so oh, creepy yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they were on PlayStation. So we would just play Resident Evil and stay up super late at night because we were too scared to go to sleep after <laughs> playing those games. That's me at 30 years old still whenever I scare anything, <laughs> play anything scary. <laughs> Very good. Oh, man. All right, so we did talk about your history with Final Fantasy VII. Um, so we're going to dive into a little bit more in depth about Final Fantasy VII OG. So we're going to talk about, I guess, your guys' likes and dislikes about the game. Um, like, what did you love about it? If you had any gripes about about the game or um, like certain things like that. So I'm just going to start off first. So um, what I really love about Final Fantasy VII, and I've said it, you know, multiple times on this podcast <laughs> over the years, obviously, um, is, you know, the characters in this game uh, really make it for me. And I feel like there's depth to the characters there. You know, they did a really good job, um, you know, giving each character a really compelling backstory. You know, you, you really feel for these characters as you're playing uh, through this game and a lot of the stuff actually went over my head when I played it when I was a lot younger like I wasn't mature enough I don't think to understand more of the mature themes of the game um, but you know that's what I love so much about it now especially too like going back to it you know I am constantly finding out things that I might have just didn't understand or I didn't uh, you know I forgot about let's say um, up until now just going back and playing it again and I just love these characters so much and I, I just talked about a little bit about the story building, right? So I just love uh, what they did, you know, with the story. I think it's super applicable, especially now, you know what I mean, where it's kind of like this eco-terrorism, um, you know, evil corporation um, type of thing is is more, I guess, rel- 
relevant today, especially. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that at the time it was kind of pushing the boundaries, you know, for what was said or things that would happen in video games at the time, which I just also feel like they kind of not sugarcoated it a little bit, but they did make it more like a comedic thing. Some of the more serious um, parts of the story sometimes, um, which I can appreciate, obviously, you know, if they knew that kids were playing through this game, especially to balance out the dark, the darkness of this game, you know, Mm -hmm. I love the world, the gameplay as well. I I just love, I love the gameplay. Um, I think the music probably most of all is my all time favorite. I think the music, I don't think I've played another video game that has music in it that's this compelling and actually spoke to me, um, you know, as a person, as a, as a video gamer, just, um, you know, being in the moment and having these songs playing. And, you know, music is very powerful because it attach, like as a human, we're listening to these things. So it's like music attaches uh, your experience to this very moment in time. So for me, whenever I hear these songs, you know, from this game, I just I'm brought back instantly to exactly how I felt in this moment when I was experiencing this part of the game. And I think it's so impactful and it's very effective at doing that. Some songs in modern video games, especially I find are very forgettable. Like I don't remember they might have an orchestra playing, but it's just not as catchy or I don't I don't know. It's just maybe the way it's mixed or something. I don't know. But for me, um, it's probably the music. Yeah, I know exactly what you mean. And this is the magic of uh, Nobuo Uematsu-san's mm-hmm. uh, compositions because he focuses so much on on themes, on clear melodies, m- m- memorable melodies. But it, you mm-hmm. know exactly, oh, this melody belongs to this theme or this character or this location. Yes, and this it, it happens in basically every Final Fantasy where he's part of. Afterwards, mm-hmm. not so much, unless you take you you um you take Final Fantasy fifteen because uh, yes. Yoko uh, Shimomura-san, who mm-hmm. also composed for uh, the for the Kingdom Hearts series, is also phenomenal, but in a different way. Yeah. I'd say mm-hmm. also pretty memorable. I'd say. So this this is why so many people love the music of Final Fantasy games pre twelve, mm-hmm. like up to ten, and even ten had different composers as well. So up to nine, I'd say it's kind of a nine stopped or was kind of the zenith of the golden age of Final Fantasy. Many people would say, and it's also part uh, due to the music, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Absolutely. I have to step in here a little bit because I feel like it hasn't clicked for me until now, but I feel like the music of the Final Fantasy series is why I can't get into a lot of modern JRPGs anymore at this point. Oh, It's because there is just some special ingredient that's been missing for me, and I think a big part of that is probably the music and how Mm -hmm. high it set the bar so early on in my life. Yeah. Absolutely. You've been spoiled. <laughs> I really have, yes. <laughs> and I think that's absolutely true. There's a lot of themes, a lot of melodies, and, you know, that's what I, that are really catchy. And that's what I love about Final Fantasy games is that, like, they take the time and effort to actually create, you know, a different song or a different theme or melody for 
each individual character and then also the different environments, right? Like we get to a different town or a different city or whatever. It's like it has its own theme so and its own feel. So, you know, when you go there, you know immediately like this is where you are you're in calm or Mm -hmm. you know you're in nibelheim or uh you know wutai or whatever it's it it's just that simple thing you know but it works so effectively and i do agree with you chris as well it's the same thing with me trying to get into you know all these other rpgs or other video games that i'm playing there's something missing i feel like i can't it's not grabbing me you know when a lot of people are playing through these games um and they really like them and you know i also enjoy them but i find myself like i find it really hard to complete games like i'm not coming back to the game uh to actually end up finishing it i don't know if it it could be you know like i said the music or other things obviously um but it's just the music for me just really grabs me and makes me you know it takes me back to that moment in time especially playing final fantasy and uh final fantasy 7 in particular when i'm like i know exactly what i was doing i know how i felt like when i experienced these moments um at that time in my life which i guess is called nostalgia right but <laughs> yeah definitely yeah <laughs> can i uh i'd love to uh piggyback a little bit into the music um sure because i i have a, a couple of things that i really enjoyed about the um the game but the music is definitely like my number one and i have a a small story that a lot of people get very upset about in regards to the music um, <laughs> from before I had ever played Final Fantasy VII. Um, back in 2010, I was a regular visitor of the Anime Boston Anime Convention, uh, obviously in Boston. Uh, mm-hmm. And that year, the video game orchestra was playing, and they were doing the Final Fantasy VII medley or the Final Fantasy medley. And uh, Nobuo Uematsu was the guest of honor at Anime Boston that year, and he joined them on stage to play some of the Final Fantasy medley uh, during the during the concert. And it was probably one of the coolest things I'd ever seen in my life. Amazing. But I had mm. no connection to the game or to any of the songs. I had the only song I knew yeah. was One Winged Angel. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Um, yeah. It was it was really cool still, but I I I I'm kicking myself now because I'm like, you know, like I I it I didn't lock any of it into my memory as much as I, I would have probably now. Um so like I think there's a lot that I, I just wish I, I could remember from that, you know, that concert, that moment. But that was a lot of fun still regardless but i was excited to get into final fantasy 7 for the music anyway before i had heard a lot of the music because um of the black materia album by uh megaran if uh oh yeah if any of you are familiar mm. with that um i'm a i'm a big fan of uh nerdcore hip-hop and that was one of the <laughs> the ones i really really enjoyed and i i had seen him play um live and he played the song avalanche off of that album and i was like i don't know what he's talking about but this is a really fun song and i got really into the <laughs> album but still never played final fantasy after the or, you know for <laughs> for probably close to 10 years after hearing that album for the first time <laughs> oh boy yeah <laughs> shame on you i know i know that's my those are my my, my musical tidbits to to add to the, the <laughs> musical discussion yeah fair <laughs> yeah 
But you understand, obviously, you know, what we're talking about because you've played other games when you were younger. So I'm sure if you were to hear those, you know, themes Mega or Man songs 3 from other games. Mega Man 3 has one of the... Exactly. Oh, yeah. yeah. Mega Man, yeah. Um, so absolutely. it's just completely different because you haven't played it, right, until now. So you don't have that attachment, but you have the appreciation because you know that, yes, the music is, you know, incredible and it's a way for you know people to connect obviously with video games which is why music is so important oh in yeah video games right it can't just be an afterthought which i think sometimes in some video games it absolutely is oh you know what yeah. i mean it's just like oh we need a you know we need like a symbol crash here or we need this whatever and it's not like actually thought through where the themes aren't composed or they don't actually put enough time or effort into developing specific you know emotional kind of themes or something it's just like, oh, just throw something in. You know? Yeah, I totally get that. And now I listen to the OST all the time now. It's it's great oh, background good. music for work, you know, because mm-hmm. it has the like the mm-hmm. hyper focus concentration kind of vibe to it. So, you know, if it, it, there's no lyrics, so it's not super distracting um, mm-hmm. unless it's One Winged Angel. Um, which, that song is <laughs> just going to be distracting anyway, because I'm going to start feeling like I'm safer Sephiroth while I'm trying to write some code or something. But um <laughs> but yeah, we uh I I I just I absolutely adore the music. It was probably one of the first things that hooked me and it was one of the things that I knew Chris was really excited about me experiencing. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty incredible what they can achieve with that like sound card, right? That they used to actually yeah. like make the music back then. <laughs> it's pretty insane, mm-hmm. honestly. Absolutely. So what about the characters in the game? What did you like about the characters, um, Hanny? So, I mean, everything really, right? They completely, <laughs> completely subverted my expectations, right? Like, I, I had some very clear expectations in my head of what to expect from, you know, Cloud, from Aerith, from Sephiroth uh, going into the game. And I was just so wrong, mm. just so wrong <laughs> going into the game. Like, I know, you know, if you've listened to our podcast at all, um, you, you've heard me kind of uh, refactor my uh, opinions on on certain characters as the game wore on. But, you know, by the time I got to the end, I realized that I had no good idea about what any of these characters like real like morality or ethics or anything like Mm -hmm. that was like i never knew that like what avalanche was i never had you know kind of thought about what barrett and tifa were trying to accomplish you know Mm -hmm. with biggs and jesse and wedge and i didn't i don't think i gave anyone enough credit in the game because i had only seen the characters boiled down to you know one or two personality traits to be uh npcs in other games right like i had seen cloud just as an npc in um in uh kingdom hearts and then i had seen Mm -hmm. him uh in advent children um so like but i had no understanding of what was happening in advent children i didn't know anything (laughs) about like what he had been through at that point when i saw that movie so i was just like okay he's kind of annoying that's cool um (laughs) we don't even know what happened in in advent children we're still trying to figure out (laughs) (laughs) um but you know like and then like uh you know sephiroth is a very one-dimensional character in 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 um in uh most other media yeah in in at least in um yes 
in uh in like kingdom smash hearts brothers. but and smash i haven't seen yeah, him. I, haven't, I haven't seen yeah. him in smash brothers yet <laughs> um but uh but spoiler yeah. sorry <laughs> <laughs> that one i do know i was very pleased oh, okay. by the uh by the by the teaser trailer i don't know if you knew he was in that game <laughs> yeah i'm a i'm a big smash bros fan so uh okay. i i did see that but um you know all the characters as i had uh interacted with them were very flat very very boring characters right and that's fine when they're not the main characters but i was just kind of worried that that's who the characters were and then i was like oh no they're very full characters like with completely fleshed out lives and backstories and everything it's just they weren't the mm-hmm. focus for this item you know for this other media so obviously they've been boiled yeah, exactly. down so like like mm. you know who at the end of the day who cares about cloud in kingdom hearts right you know it's it's the, that's not who the story is about he's there for for a little yes. nod for the people who like Final Fantasy, you know, like, uh, oh, look, we put a character that's really well loved in here just so you can kind of wave and and move on, you know, but Mm -hmm. um, the characters all just completely, I was shocked at the level, like the depth of each character and not just the playable characters either, like the the enemies, like Mm -hmm. the one of my favorite, favorite, uh, not parts, like as in like a specific moment in the game, but kind of overarching like part is anything to do with the Shinra board members because they're so interesting and fleshed out and they're all so slimy in their own individual ways, like <laughs> oh, trying yeah. to get their own mm-hmm. means. And there's so much yeah. infighting and it's so, as someone who's worked at large corporations, it's like, I see alarm bells going off in my head and I'm like, I literally can like tie names of people I've seen in real life <laughs> to these people because yeah, they're, they're not exactly. fantastical. They're just shady business people people. yeah Yeah, yes and that was probably one of the most upsetting things about learning more about shinra too was just how much like a real company it is and like yeah they do Mm -hmm. awful stuff they're they're really horrible but like so do a lot of other companies and i think i wasn't really like expecting to kind of have my real life uh like you know ethics and real life um uh, morality and and thoughts around you know uh, things like uh, capitalism and and you know uh, yeah. systems of government and you know p- politics and all that stuff. I wasn't thinking I was going to have to entertain like the real world at all in my head. But you know, as soon as I found out that Avalanche is an is an eco terrorist group that's basically setting out to do you know to stop corporations from destroying the world by stripping it of its natural resources i was like mm-hmm. oh boy that's very realistic like that's not even right? remotely fantasy <laughs> <laughs> like that's that's just that's just real life so like i think yeah. i was just so shocked going into like i i i, I and i'm i hope a lot of that was captured kind of in our podcast but how shocking everything was to me i was basically like like a little kid walking into like a two-story mall for the first time and just looking around open mouth at all the stuff and like how do i unpack all of this how do i go into everything <laughs> how do i talk to everyone like i need i need to like just be fulfilled by all of the all of the world and there was just so mm-hmm. much world building so many good characters so many good characters outside of just your party there was you know like the villains are good the npcs are good there's little tidbits here like there's these you know rando characters that have whole like little overarching subplots that that connect mm-hmm. them into everything but you don't 
you don't you know you can either view it and and kind of just follow it along like like you know johnny's whole storyline like you can completely miss anything with johnny if you if you want to yes but yeah if you don't you're rewarded with a very rich like character you know you don't get a like maybe a physical reward in in game but you're rewarded with like closure like yes. you're like oh like mm-hmm. johnny found love he's gonna sorry spoilers for you know other people but like oh like johnny found love and he's like gonna get married and like this is like cool but like and you know, like this is like from the beginning of the game where he was like that, you know, punk that you run into who's like, Oh, have you been to Walmart yet? You know, it's like, No. Mm-hmm. Good God, why are you talking to me? <laughs> right? Who is this guy? Yeah. So like there's just <laughs> like all of that was just so good. And like I think that's really what hooked me was just how how much they just packed into this world. Yeah. And I, I would say it's also uh equally interesting going in uh as a full-grown adult at this point because when you go mm-hmm. through the game younger uh there's a lot you miss with the characters yeah. like what makes them yeah. them there was but... even some points where you you were like you know like for things that weren't like main story or main mm-hmm. dialogue where where you chris were like surprised at like something you're like oh that's i don't remember that or like oh that's kind of yeah, right that's kind of bananas like Mm-hmm. And, and, yeah. or like or like even even what you said like i don't think i understood the that, that subtext when i was young yeah, yeah. So it it was really interesting to watch you play through it, Hanny, and actually react to everything that I never really that didn't click for me when I played it the first time. Uh, yeah, and I've also never played through it with like a strategy guide or anything. So there's plenty of stuff mm-hmm. that I never saw in past mm-hmm. playthroughs. So yeah, really cool. Mm. Yeah, and there's just there's a there's just so much that's just so fun, and like I I can't imagine playing this game as like you know. Uh, so many people have told me that, you know, there were anywhere from, you know, seven to 13 when they played it for the first time. Like, gosh, I can't, I just can't imagine playing this game and really understanding, you know, knowing myself as a 13 year old, like, you know, I don't think I would have got this, you know, like, yeah, as Chris is playing Majora's Mask, even now, you know, I haven't really revisited Majora's Mask myself, uh, aside from, you know, um, like looking things up online. Um, I haven't like, done a full like original n64 playthrough in a long time and you know as chris is going through it now there's even moments where i'm just like oh that's that's not something i remember from childhood so like it it makes me almost want to just like start making a list of all the games i played as a kid to go back and just like start playing through them and understanding what i you know what i missed (laughs) yeah absolutely it's kind of the, the disney formula formula because uh Disney movies are usually constructed in a way that children and parents right. get something out of it. The children mm-hmm. get uh, the cool stories and the characters and the colors and the animation and the spectacle, and the parents understand subtext. There's that, mm-hmm. you know, there's always those like jokes that are like slightly more yeah. adult humor, slightly like yeah. inappropriate, <laughs> and you're like, oh, if I wasn't, if I was anything under like you know 15, I probably would not have got that. Um, mm-hmm you know in, in a disney movie and that's, that's absolutely true i had that with moana recently where i was talking to my mm-hmm. nephew who's uh turning seven and you know he he was going around with uh maui's hook and and having a good time uh uh at his uh at his house uh a couple weeks ago and i was i was playing with him and i was telling him all about how much i loved the music in it and he's just like yeah that's cool but like maui hook and i'm like yeah okay well we'll have this conversation in 10 years <laughs> just, i was like I'll, I'll tell you all about how much i love lin-manuel miranda as a composer uh in 10 years and, and we'll, we'll revisit <laughs> then <laughs> the only thing that i found about disney movies though going back honestly they're pretty bad like 
cringy and also very um like inappropriate yeah by real, today's real. standards where it's like oh god this did not age well you mm-hmm. know like what yeah. what, are, what are you seeing like i went back and tried to watch some of them on disney plus and i'm like oh god i can't even watch them because i'm like oh there was something said we tried that, that probably shouldn't have been said in these movies and they're not socially <laughs> acceptable right now so i'm gonna move on i'm not gonna continue to watch these um but when you're a kid in the 90s or you know during that time when they came out it's like you didn't even realize because the world was different right we we went through that recently on disney plus as well with uh, drake and josh we were watching it and uh i think it was drake and josh or no sweet life of zach and cody and i was like mm-hmm. watching it with my wife and we kind of just looked at each other i was like this is not good right like what what yeah. what they're saying is not okay right and she's like yeah, yeah no exactly. definitely not and i was like okay <laughs> i was like because it's on disney but i'm uncomfortable <laughs> yeah exactly and like I, I i had the same thing with friends too i was like oh boy this is not age well like they come across very awful uh-huh. awful people <laughs> But the thing about Final Fantasy, especially seven, I they they approached the story uh, with such grace. I feel like they, you know, could have been inappropriate or you know just socially. I guess um, I don't even know what the word is. <laughs> you know, blind or whatever. Right, yeah. Um, to certain things, but they didn't, and I felt like they, you know, they did a good job of balancing the kind of real, you know, heavy things with um you know humor and quirkiness and yeah yeah just just funny things you know just but it could have been done even better you know what i mean because yeah. i feel like they did kind of gloss over certain things and also didn't explain things like for example um you know it wasn't until later that i realized that you know cloud is kind of in a bathhouse with other men and there's kind of like a little <laughs> groping thing and i'm like wait did he get raped like did yeah. he like was he by a man like i and then as a kid, I'm like, oh, I didn't even realize that was what was happening. Right. And then after I'm like, oh, God, did that just happen? You know what I mean? But they balance it out with, you know, the, you know, quirky, weird kind of characters and the bright colors. And they're all, you know, doing this dance or whatever. It's just kind of like, OK. I think Wall Market <laughs> is probably the the biggest part where I was just like, I knew there was some stuff coming up. Like I, I had. I, <laughs> yeah. I had heard about um, cloud cross-dressing uh, previously and stuff. And I was yeah. I, you know, I, I was a little like, I don't know how they were going to handle that in the 90s, like how like sensitive or insensitive that could be, you know, compared to the, the modern age and stuff. And I was like, I was I was pretty curious about mm-hmm. it. And I was like, that was definitely the least upsetting thing in that part. So I guess there's that. <laughs> um, but yeah, exactly. But yeah, it's like you were saying, you know, there's there's enough humor and enough um lightheartedness without being um without making fun of the subject matter like they're not i I feel like they're not poking fun at the dark subject matter to to express humor Mm -hmm. the humor is adjacent to it to be like oh like i'm i'm trying to still show you that this is a bad place where not great things happen but there can still be humor alongside of it to make you feel better but those the humor doesn't necessarily have to come from the ex- like the exact moment that's making you uncomfortable right like it like don corneo doesn't necessarily make me laugh like i don't think he's ever made me mm-hmm. laugh i think the only thing he's ever made me want to do is push him off a cliff um <laughs> which i did yeah, <laughs> yeah. i was about to say <laughs> yeah and um you know but there's there's other things that are really funny around that where like you know 
uh, Aerith apologizes to Koch before pushing him down a flight of stairs, you know, into the, the dungeon. <laughs> and that part made me laugh so hard because she, like, just the, the apology itself, because she just turns around and is like, I'm so sorry. And then just, like, you know, like, you push someone down stone steps. Like, you probably, <laughs> you probably killed them. We find out, you know, that wasn't the case. But, like, for all we know in that moment, like, she probably just killed this guy and apologized yes. for it. And that's hilarious in the moment to me. <laughs> <laughs> I think it does a great job of kind of pointing out the absurdity of certain situations. Yeah. How, like, complete off-the-wall bonkers things are. And that's where... I mean, there's so much humor in this game. Um, but yeah, especially Walmart is just insane. It's it's it bananas, and there's like I don't even know that I really scratched everything that was there, right? But there was so much that's mm-hmm. just like that's like kind of like really depressing, right? Because it's still like part of the yeah. slums. The the dressmaker exactly. is like a depressed alcoholic. Like that's really dark. But then you know, like oh, Cloud is the beauty that he just he he's missing. That's like gonna get like give him the inspiration to give get his life together. That's so. <laughs> amazing like are you kidding Mm -hmm. me that's hilarious like just so ridiculous but it's so (laughs) so good and i mean what can i say cloud is beautiful at the end of it so exactly (laughs) like like i don't know what else there is to say like he looks he looks cloud looks amazing (laughs) and that's the moral of the story (laughs) yeah yeah exactly as long as you're beautiful it's gonna be okay Right? Did I did I miss I think I missed the point. Dang. Oh boy. You're like, oh god, cloud is beautiful. Am I a cloud well, am I attracted to cloud? Yes. Wait. There's <laughs> so many questions yes. that now I'm asking myself. You're like, I'm learning things about myself that I didn't know. Like, what is happening? <laughs> <laughs> to be fair to me, I've known for decades that I was attracted to Cloud. I just didn't know why I was attracted to Cloud until I got to know him. <laughs> it was a purely physical relationship before. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. All right, Viz. So why don't you tell us about your likes about Final Fantasy VII or <laughs> Yeah. For sure, for sure. Yeah, I... I... Probably have to say that everything you uh, you said before, Kai, <laughs> I have to to second. Like the world, story building, characters, especially music, as I said before. And with gameplay, I, the material system is just something that captivates me completely. I still think it's the the best system among all the other Final Fantasies in terms of uh, growth and versatility, mm-hmm. like in in creating your own characters kind of because yeah. otherwise they're basically the same and blank yeah. slates aside from limit breaks which were also pretty great mechanically pretty simple but still awesome to use whenever there's there's a limit break the bar fills up then you're like oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> brings you out of uh, dire situations yeah and some re- look really really good hell yeah like omni slash anyone <laughs> omni slash is awesome that was <laughs> yeah. that was phenomenal and some others too of course like erith's uh, effects are also really always really beautiful mm-hmm. uh, her miscellaneous uh limit breaks one heals you one uh applies uh, status effects to enemies i think one heals status effects and another one pr- protects you from damage yeah. altogether and uh it's th- th- those limit breaks are so unique to each character like Vincent's berserker mode anybody 
It's like a completely <laughs> different way to play. Vincents and sometimes are bonkers too. Like I didn't yeah. mm-hmm. understand how like how some of the limit breaks or like final weapons like worked until after I beat the game mm-hmm. and like had and got oh, a guidebook. So like I didn't know that like the more enemies you kill with um Peacemaker. Mm-hmm. Is it Peacemaker? The with uh Vincent's final weapon, like the stronger it gets. And then there was something mm-hmm. that's like Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. There's something that was related to um someone's limit break i can't remember it might have been vincent's too where it's like depending on if you had done like xyz things in the game like it gave it like better powers or something there was there was like Mm -hmm. a lot of those mechanics that i just i would have never understood without like a game guide (laughs) Mm -hmm. or barrett's missing score depends on how much ap the equipped materia have exactly yeah knights of the round eight times on it and it's it breaks the game basically (laughs) (laughs) it's it's overflows perfect (laughs) plus hero drinks and stuff yeah it's it's fun. Some are pretty easy, like clouds. The more HP you have, the more damage output it has. Yeah. Tifa's is with 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 uh, uh, what was it? Lim- lim- how much her limit break bar was filled up or something, which I didn't like. And some <laughs> others. It's it's crazy. Definitely crazy. Yeah. But it was fun. That's that's what what's fun. It's not everything is immediately apparent. Like it doesn't uh, exactly spoon feed you. It doesn't hold your hand through the through the game. You have to find stuff yourself. Some, not, some things are yeah. a little bit too obscure, like yes. c- certain uh, enemy skills where you have to manipulate certain enemies to yeah. even have the chance to get it, like the beach blocks and why uh, not the white wind the, um, the the big guard. White wind yeah. is the semsolet on the other continent, but also only acquirable by manipulating. So that's that's fun <laughs> <laughs> when you don't know anything. <laughs> exactly, and also you can miss some. Spells yeah. like if you didn't know that this is what you had to do or whatever, like you would just miss some of them. You know what I mean? Yeah, especially absolutely. one of them. It's it's one off, and if you don't learn it, then it's there's it's no always, way it's gone. Yeah, Pandora's box, and it's yeah. also at the very end of the game. Yeah, we yeah. we missed that. They hey. did a good job of like yeah. giving you multiple, I guess, enemies to get it from multiple times. Like if you didn't yeah. get it at this time, yeah. but it's just it didn't explain it to you, so. Like, if you didn't have it equipped at the time when you were battling that enemy the mm-hmm. second or first time, then you didn't get it. I mean, that was yeah. it. You know what I mean? Like, you might not have even have or like had it equipped. how to get Yuffie even is so oh, convoluted. Yeah. Like, you have to say the exact right thing at the exact right, like, in the exact right yeah. order. And they're they're the not obvious choice. They're the thing where you're like, well, mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. I know it's not that one. I'm not going to tell her to go away or whatever, because, like, obviously I want her to join. I remember telling, yeah, exactly. telling <laughs> something almost exactly like that to Chris. Like, I'm like, well, I'm not going to say this one because, like, obviously I want her, and then I, I I choose that one, and then suddenly I'm down, you know, a couple hundred gil, and she's gone, and I was like, what? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and even if you go safe, then she's gone and your gil as well. Yeah. Also, like, like or the invisible or ink for Vincent too. Like, how how would you even know that? <laughs> oh yeah, seriously. Yeah, the whole uh, Nibelheim mansion, the uh, Shinra mansion part is also ridiculous. <laughs> Absolutely bonkers. <laughs> it's fun. It's so fun. Yeah. 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 It is, yeah. And what I also really, really like is the extreme variety, variety in locations, story beats, character arcs, and all the mini games it has. It's so crazy. It's so so <laughs> diverse. All, all these these elements, not like not one formula repeated over and over and over again. It's just everywhere you you go, new location, new area, new character. You you experience new stuff, new mm-hmm. things. New mechanics, new mini mechanics, like warming yourself up on the way up to the <laughs> Gaia's Cliff and stuff. It's, it's 
doesn't stop um, uh, to amaze me every time you play it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Guy's Cliff still hurts me too because I missed the um, Alexander summon. Oh no! Oh, yeah, yeah. the Great Glacier before. Yeah, uh, yeah. Yep. It's also not easy because you need to know what to. What you need to touch the hot spring and then talk to mm-hmm. the lady in in uh, somewhere. And if you wander around for too long, you just. Uh, Break down, yeah, and you break just up freeze. Yeah. cabin again. Yeah, that that happened to us uh, when I I was like, oh, I'm gonna go back for it, and then just like kept getting lost. I couldn't figure out the the pole system where you have to like put the poles down as you're walking to like you know track oh, yourself yeah, yeah, during yeah, the, right. the snow because it turns around the camera. Yeah, yeah and I was just <laughs> like, I was just throwing them down like higgledy piggledy and just having a great time. And Chris is like, so you're not exactly tracking anything right now. <laughs> I'm like, I'm having a good time. It's fine. But yeah, like it's, yeah. it's nothing is obvious and it's so diverse like you're saying. Mm, it is, yeah. Yeah, that's 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 about it for from uh my side. Anything else you guys want to share that you really loved or liked about the game? I think one thing that I love that we didn't touch on a lot was summons. This is like my first mm-hmm, right. kind of game that has had an effect like a summons. I would say like there's, you know, like there's always like special moves in games and stuff, but like I really fell in love with the summons and I got very excited, mm-hmm. like getting a new one and like waiting to see what the animation was and getting like really hyped over it. And like, I like, I think Chris and I went so far as to like rank our summons because like of like in order of how much <laughs> we love them, because like it was just so cool and just so unique. And that was probably one of the, aside from, you know, we've talked about characters and story building the world, all that stuff is and music, oh, yeah. um, which is all obviously fantastic. But the only other thing that really hooked me aside from, you know, all the other stuff we've already talked about was the summon system is just so neat. And they were, they were so creative with the summons. Um, and just, I, I, I loved it uh my my favorite is hades for just mm. oh yeah just for the yeah. sake of saying it um but i i loved uh, but they're all <laughs> they're so good like they're just so great it's so fun hades is also one you should use against ruby weapon <laughs> oh boy it ruby, stops him. <laughs> ruby ruby weapon was a nightmare i don't think i made it past the first <laughs> attack ever <laughs> i tried it like three or four times with chris one day <laughs> It's it needs a very very special uh, strategy there. Yeah, mm-hmm. there are a few, but it's it's very special. Yeah, I don't think I ever bet beat Ruby or Emerald Weapon. Is that right, Chris? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Emerald's a nightmare as well. So. Mm-hmm. I beat. Yeah, if you don't know what to do, <laughs> I beat Ultima and Diamond. Mm. Yeah, Diamond, you need to for story reasons. Diamond, you have to for the story. And is Ultima the one that's flying around? We're trying to we have had to do it for a side quest i can't remember what one now though getting into the forest oh yeah it's it's not really something you have to do um like first you need to have the uh the fortitude to keep on his tail like just chase him down all the way and keep bumping into him until he decides to fly somewhere and stay there and then Mm -hmm. you can battle him like four or five times then when you when you beat him you have gained access to the uh, ancient forest, which is also a side location with a, a kind of a side quest, not really, but more like a, a treasure trove of really cool um, items you get and a summon and the, uh, a new weapon. But you can also um, breed chocobos. And I think it was the green one that can also just race up the, the mountain and get in there if you don't want to beat yeah. the ultimate weapon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I would say the... Uh... 
Oh, now I just want to go back and play it. <laughs> <laughs> right? Um, this is this is what happens. Yes. I think the other thing that I really loved, which is going to be very, very, very specific, but um, the Crash Scale Nika really just resonated with me for some reason. Mm-hmm. Like, I just, I loved the character designs of the enemies in there. Mm-hmm. It was just a really fun place to hang out mm-hmm. and and grind. And I just... I don't know why. I just really loved the Crash Galnica, and I, I I could have done a ton more in there. It's a special place. Also, I got like the best stuff in there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hades, Hades, for high instance. wind, high wind. Yeah, conformer. <laughs> oh my god, conformer. Double cut. Conformer with double cut was how I got through the the last like quarter of the game. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I think that's uh that's those are my big ones that we hadn't already mentioned uh that that I really loved. Um but obviously plus everything else we mentioned. Yeah. What about you, Chris? Yeah, I mean I I think we've covered pretty much everything. I I would just highlight the humor again. Like there's just these little touches throughout the game, like the mm-hmm. way that Sid mm-hmm. runs when you're <laughs> controlling him is like yeah. what why is he yeah. running like that? Um but or- or anything with Palmer. <laughs> or anything with Palmer. Yeah, I was Palmer. just about to say, Palmer gets hit by a truck. <laughs> yeah, what, where yeah. did that What is happening? From? What is happening? Like, what? Yeah, I think that oh was... Oh, my God. Something you, uh, you said specifically, Hanny. You were like, I did not expect this game to have this much humor in it. Like, I didn't expect it to be yeah. funny. It's 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 really <laughs> funny and there's there's funny moments right from the beginning you know like there's there's just like little bits of physical comedy which you don't often see in JRPGs you know physical comedy mm-hmm. like that's that's kind of bonkers to ask from a sprite you know but like they they managed <laughs> to pull it off and there's you know all these little 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 bits with Yuffie right where like Yuffie's <sighs> uh, Yuffie has a uh, you know sickness or, or what's it called that motion oh, sickness yeah. right and sickness, like yeah. that's always hilarious that you can always find her whenever you're on like the high wind or you know in the sub she's always just like kind of like in the corner like trying to like <laughs> stop from throwing up which is really funny to me and like there's just and it gives you know cloud that relatable moment where he's like oh you know when i was first like uh you know in quote unquote in soldier like i uh I used to get motion sickness too, and it's like, oh, cool! Now he's also like got a moment to like relate to this person mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. through that little bo- through bonding moments, yeah, humor. Yeah, um, there's there's a lot of really great ones. Yeah, 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 yeah. But most definitely, it does make you want to go back and replay the game again. You know what I mean? Because there's so much, and there's so many things that you know you could have missed, like you said, or just to go back and experience it again. Now you know, having talked about it. Um, you know, with, you know, us or other people or your friends, you know, other people who played the game as well. Um, And that's what I love so much about it. It's just that it just kind of attracts you to kind of go back to it again, you know, and yeah, live in the world again and experience it again. And that's what I love so much about this game, you know, Um, just to, you know, give me an excuse to go back to this world and spend more time with these characters. Which is why, you know, we've, you know, with Remake, we have the ability to go back and experience the world again. And that's, you know, one of the biggest things for me. <laughs> Not talking about any spoilers or anything like that, but... Sure sure would be nice if I could also, if I could also get yes, excited about it. <laughs> yeah, but, but, but you, I'm sure you are excited about it because you know that it exists. Very. And you just spent so many hours playing the original game and you're like wow, I'm going to get to experience 
I'm going to get to experience this world again in a different way. But you know what I mean? Like, I'm sure it's, it's, uh, you know, like drawing you back in. Yeah. You know and what it's, I mean? You know, now I understand that before we had planned on the podcast, you know, uh, we, I was talking, you know, with Chris at some point and I was like, you know, we were talking about Final Fantasy seven and I was like, I'll probably just wait for the remake to come out and I'll just play that first. And Chris was like, you absolutely will not do that. <laughs> and and uh, I'm glad, I'm glad, you know, that was something that was, that was came even before we had talked about the podcast um, was that he was like, no, like you're going to, you're not going to get the same effect uh that that you had that you would have yeah. if you play the og first and now it's true i think that's very true because i'm very excited to now i get to experience something that i love but also for the first time in a in a way again and like i'm like ah mm-hmm. I, i'm spoiled i get to do this twice as a grown-up <laughs> <laughs> yep absolutely for sure All right, guys, so we are going to move on now. We're going to be talking about um, things that you didn't like about or maybe things that you had an issue with with Final Fantasy VII. Um, So, Viz, did you want to start us off? Of course. Um, Well, just a disclaimer beforehand. um, Those are issues and dislikes I had when I first played it, like when I was Mm -hmm. uh, younger and had basically no experience with uh, JRPGs and stuff. So bear that in mind. <laughs> Nowadays, most of those wouldn't be any issue. But what I still have a little bit of an issue with is the inconsistent visuals. Like there's a character design for just the field model when you run around, then in battle it's much more detailed. And then when you're on the Chocobo, it's much less detailed. When you're mm-hmm. on the world map, I think it's just a tiny bit different as well. And the area, the, the area on the field, like when you're just running around, is very detailed. It's a pre-rendered background. But on the world map and in battle, it's 3D. Very early 3D, mm-hmm. of course, because it's, uh, it's that old. So there's quite a lot of inconsistency between uh, different areas, different uh, stages of the game, let's say. But after a while, you don't really care anymore because the rest is so great. But it's still something that dies. Yeah. That's fair. Kind of notice at, at, point, at some mm-hmm. point. And it's... it's it, because it's it's visual, it jumps in the eye. That's, yeah, uh, I think so too. Yeah, definitely, I think that it was a stylistic choice on their part. Uh, because I initially thought that it was it might have been um, limitation to the hardware, it right? is where too. they couldn't use the character models in the world map. Or it, it is, it is. Uh, I, I think it's pretty much uh, a uh, hardware limitation, and also their inexperience with three D, mm-hmm. because ah, they still kind of wanted to. Or were in uh, like in the workflow of of creating sprite based um, mm-hmm. games, and then their first foray into three D was kind of a blend between the, yes. those uh, sprite based games and three D. Because when you look at Final Fantasy eight and nine, it's completely different, and it's uh, yes, exactly. It's much much more consistent. It feels feels much more consistent. But it, with seven, it's like this weird a middle child between mm-hmm. old and new, and it it shows it shows. Yeah, because I think that they were conflicted, though, too, because they kind of wanted to present something like the little chibi characters, like you yeah. said, with the, you know, the sprites, but then also um, not having the experience to create something, I guess, in 3D, not like because, you know, this was the first time when we mm-hmm. had like polygonal or polygonal, you know, figures or whatever. Yeah. But I was on another podcast um, with Crane and he's, you know, on the Sunamods team. And he was saying that apparently it was just a stylistic choice that they, 
that they chose to do this because like not necessarily hardware limitation and i was like oh Mm. okay super interesting but yeah but then why change the models between battle and fields that's still quite strange yeah maybe it was just (laughs) uh but i'm i do remember hearing some uh, things about also there issues with with the hardware and the engine and their experience with 3d that that was also Mm -hmm. an issue then it was probably born from that a stylistic choice to go with that because it worked for them because i don't know Hmm. Maybe they did the battle arenas last, like they did the, you know what I mean? Then they did the model uh, and then they're like, oh God, we can't go back and then take this model and put it in because that, they had yeah, already maybe. done that. <laughs> As someone who writes code for a living, that is so painful to think about because the like primary directive in code is called dry. Don't repeat yourself. And having yeah, separate yeah. models <laughs> and sprites is so repetitious <laughs> um mm. for different moments where i'm just like i i would not have enjoyed working on that particular project at that time i don't think mm. <laughs> yeah but let's be real if i, I, think I got, to, if I got to develop a video game i'd be very excited <laughs> yeah same <laughs> so i have a quick question uh kind of related to yeah. this because if either of you kai or viz have played xenogears they almost go the opposite direction where the background is 3d and the character models are sprites. Do you prefer mm-hmm. that to the Final Fantasy VII style? Hmm. Hard, hard to say. I, I haven't played Xenogears, but I have played uh, Breath of Fire 3 and 4, mm-hmm. which is exactly the same. It's uh, 3D backgrounds, which you can turn around uh, by 30-degree steps, mm-hmm. and 90-degree steps. And the character models were also sprites. Everything are also in battle. So I think I like both. Okay. Seven was just like the first one and it worked pretty well in eight and nine, I'd say. Mm. Uh, but Breath of Fire was also a beautiful game. I, I loved it. I played multiple times, three, uh, four only once, but I, I loved them as well. So it's, I think, two different styles, both achieve uh, visually pleasing experience. So, yeah. Okay. Interesting. I really... Uh... I really like Xenogears. I, I it was one of the one of the ones I played as a child that I really enjoyed. But I also like it for a very um selfish reason in that it is the game that bridges the gap between Chris and I's square experience. Um <laughs> because my favorite square game of all time and my favorite game of all time is uh Chrono Cross. And oh, obviously Chris's is Final Fantasy VII, and Xenogears was originally developed as a uh, like a uh, a proof of concept for Final Fantasy VII, and then they're like, "No, but we'll like let you do your own thing." And then they're <laughs> like, "Actually, let's make this a sequel to Chrono Trigger." And then they're like, "No, no, we're not going to do that actually either." And so <laughs> after like you know after it became its own series and after it you know spawned the Xeno series, um, it, it's just really funny to look back and be like, "Oh, like that game that I really enjoyed could have been either my best friend's favorite game of all time or my favorite game of all time if the circumstances had been different, right? <laughs> and it's a it's just a an interesting piece that kind of goes in between our uh our our mm-hmm. series preferences <laughs> from back in the day. Mm-hmm. That's nice. Interesting. So uh let's move move along here. Um what I also didn't like, but this was just uh, a design choice for many, many JRPGs back then, <laughs> is saving. 
because I had a, uh, at that point still limited amount of time per day for gaming because my parents didn't want me to just uh, lock myself away for 10 hours a day or something. Um, I had to save first, of course, before stopping, stop playing. And sometimes it was not easy, especially when I went to play when they were away for a while. And then I had to like save and uh, switch the system off before they noticed I was playing. <laughs> so like I heard them comment and oh save, save, save. <laughs> quick, quick. <laughs> yeah. The number of times I've told my mom that I have to get to a save point before I can stop playing. Yeah, that as well. Yeah. That as well. I still do that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> mom, no. <laughs> <laughs> You you might remember this part uh, where uh, I think it was at uh, at the end, not the end, but at, at the northern crater the first time mm-hmm. where a lot of revelations happened. And you go a really long time through story beats without being able to save. Mm-hmm. And I was like... At, at my hour mark, I think it was an hour by then, and I thought, sorry, I cannot save, I need to finish this, and I didn't know how long it, it took, and in the end, I played for one and a half hours until I could save, finally. She oh wasn't pleased, but she <laughs> let me do it, because uh, she probably knew that if I had to switch it off and play the whole thing again, I would be mad at her and wouldn't be beneficial for anybody, so yeah, she let me do it. But this is just a thing that um, sometimes... Ter- turned it to my favor like i could play more or longer but mostly it was just annoying yeah but i uh afterwards with the other games i just got used to it and learned how to like kind of work with this system and save early save if, if i'm able and save early enough when i know my gaming time is almost over so it it worked in the end i guess but nowadays being able to save Anywhere in many games, still, this is uh, a blessing, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, kids these days, you know, <laughs> they don't know what we went through. They don't understand. Yeah. They'll never understand. They don't understand. <laughs> yeah, they'll yeah. never understand. I used to leave my console on and I would just like turn the TV off. Uh-huh. And oh, then it'd be okay, like, yeah. I'm in the middle of playing. Like, there's no save point. Like, just, you know, leave it turned on or whatever. But then <laughs> no I would come home and my. Yeah, exactly. But my brother would have already came home, turned it off, and put a different game in. Oh. <laughs> so then I lost oh. everything <laughs> and have to restart or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Crazy, eh? I guess the only thing that, you know, now, like, I guess for kids, it would probably be like, you know, if you had an app or something and then somebody deleted your app. But even then, there's cloud save where it saves the data or whatever from your phone to cloud. So then it will download your save file. Like if it's like some game that you play, you know what I mean? I'm trying to think. Or if you're in school and like something, I guess, like even on Google Docs, though, it still saves everything you type Mm. as you type it. So it's like, what? Oh, my God. People don't understand. They just don't understand. I was talking to someone the other day who was asking me why. uh, an uh, a coding program I used at work didn't autosave, and I was like, "What are you talking about?" And they're like, "Well, all the ones I've used have autosave," and I was like, "Is that a thing now?" <laughs> I was like, and, like <laughs> "And I was like, oh my god, yeah. I feel like such an old person because I'm just like over here like hitting like you know Command S like a like an old guy, yeah. And, this, <laughs> yeah, you know, same, yeah. and everyone else is just like, oh no, no, you, you can just turn on autosave, and I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah, are you guys like?" 
the people who still manually save like when you're playing a game even though like ps4 or oh, ps5 yeah. has auto save oh, yeah. like i still manually save it'll show me like oh you know we just auto saved like five minutes i ago, don't believe i don't it. care i <laughs> no. literally save no so much don't trust that. i want my hard saves <laughs> yeah <laughs> i had like gigabytes and gigabytes of just save files <laughs> of so many with like, f- with like like eight minutes of progress in between each one yes yeah <laughs> yes yeah, yeah. <laughs> i'm just too scared dude i don't use autosave ever like whenever i load a game it's like do you want to continue or do you want to load a save I'm like, I ain't continuing. I'm pressing load. Let's go. And then I'm loading my most recent save. Like, what? Anyway. <laughs> There's no other way. <laughs> I'm not yeah. that crazy. <laughs> no, definitely not. I think, or we all are. <laughs> Both probably. Yeah. Oh, man. Sorry to all the youngins that listen to our podcast. I'm really dating us now. But you tell us, listeners. Fun. I'm happy that you don't have to do this. Like, you never had to experience it. Okay, that's great. I'm so happy that you don't because <laughs> it was you. terrible. So, yeah. like, I have underlying issues that I haven't dealt with yet, emotionally and <laughs> mentally, from this specific issue. Um, we walked. So, so I'm you so glad you know listeners. that you don't have to experience that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I also have pretty much like a scar in my brain from yes. Ketchy killing my save like two hours uh, <laughs> grinding because I hit Kate Kate Bar in his limit break. <laughs> oh. Just seriously, no. Just just don't use him when you're grinding. Or don't don't use his limit break, his a second level limit break when you're grinding. Just don't, please. <laughs> <laughs> and save the trouble and the headaches. Oh man. Yeah. So yeah, then uh, more things that might have been an issue back then. Um, we already talked about it, that it doesn't spoon yeah. feed you, doesn't tell you anything. And back then, <laughs> with my first JRPG experience, no idea what to do. Uh, it had unclear objectives and mm-hmm. not really uh, like where you actually had to go. You, you, you knew where to generally go to, but not mm-hmm. really where to. Because so, uh, at some point I got... Uh, not really lost, but I didn't know where to go in the Corel prison. Mm-hmm. But then you had to go to a, a certain um, area before the Great Desert, but then turn right instead of going uh, straight ahead and then into the desert and then you're lost. And the, it took me so long to figure out where to reach Dine at. And yeah, it's... And you might also remember this stupid plank in the Collapse Expressway when you're uh, going to Walmart. <laughs> <laughs> this stupid plank that is a 3D object in a pre-rendered background <laughs> and you don't really have a shadow you don't know like spatially where it is it's just there and yeah <laughs> I'm pretty sure every time we return there Hanny that plank uh, avoided your gaze completely <laughs> in, in North Coral where you're trying to like how to get to uh, no no in uh, in, in, Midgard, in Midgard when yeah. you go oh, to a wall yeah. market Yes, yes, the yes. Broken expressway. Yeah. Yes. Oh my god, awful. <sighs> yeah. Not <ideal>. yes. <laughs> Sorry. Coral Coral is also a huge problem for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh boy. Yeah, yeah. Not when I I think uh, when I last replayed Final Fantasy 7, I blazed through the Midgar section like nothing and this collapsed ex- expressway, I knew uh, where to go. I also could see where the and the pathways were like two battles and I'm through. Not even that, maybe. Depends on your luck. But 
before that, it took me like an hour or something to get through there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> or, or the train graveyard. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah. Yes. No good. Yes. <laughs> Definitely not. I couldn't even figure out how to get out of Midgar. Like, I don't know about anybody else, but I spent a long time, like, going back and forth, like, just trying to figure out, like, I'm like, what am I supposed to do now? Like, after <laughs> I had, you know, done everything, it just doesn't tell you. Yeah, like, it's sometimes I don't know what hard to, to do. F- yeah. Like, where am I supposed mm-hmm. to go? I was just, like, running back and forth, like, like an hour or so. Yeah. And then finally, I get outside of Midgar, and I'm like, oh, okay, so now I can leave. Okay, great. <laughs> <laughs> that could have something to do with the save points also, because if you haven't yes. played in, like, a couple of days and you come back to it, you're like, oh, right. what yeah. was my objective? <laughs> yeah, you're like, mm-hmm. what was I doing? And you can't just open the menu and check on your objective. That exactly. didn't exist there. Signposting could have been better, for sure. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That, that would have been a way to do it, for sure. Yeah, like, level design... It's beautiful, but it doesn't really guide you through it as well as it should mm. at, mm-hmm. at some point. That's probably why they uh, introduced the select function, select button function, where I can um, display the exits, the ladders, and your location. Oh, right. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. If you find the, uh, the tutorial room, that is, if you don't, you won't know about this, about this feature, and no! then you're lost. <laughs> Not that room. <laughs> that, that room is burned into me. <laughs> it's so fun. I love it. Welcome to the beginner's hall. <laughs> now the dog's yeah. getting oh, involved. Right, the beginner's hall, yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Oh, boy. Speaking of humor, just finding those folk again, like back in Shinra, or not in Shinra, in um, the... Junon, the Junon military mm. base. Just finding the uh, yeah. beginners. Oh, hall. the oh, ghosts. Yeah, right. yeah. Like, what are you doing yeah. here? <laughs> it's been so long. I don't remember who you are. <laughs> yeah, it's all those Shinra grunts you killed in Midgar. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't want to remember that. Oh, now, now I'm sad. <laughs> Reminds me of Metal Gear Solid Three. If you've played it, you know what I mean. Like encountering those you killed. <laughs> No thanks. <laughs> that's that's really <laughs> ominous as someone who hasn't played it. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't need that. Yeah, it's 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 totally a Kojima a Kojima area, Kojima level, so to speak. It's mm. I also got stuck there, but that's for for another time. <laughs> mm-hmm. Because if you haven't played it, I won't spoil it for you. I really want to play it. So yeah, same. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So yeah, and. I mentioned it before, minigames, love it, love most of them. Mm. Some of them that are not too too much fun <laughs> are optional in the Gold Saucer, but there's just one that... Why? There's two for it, me. It's just there to kill time. It's just a CPR minigame. Just oh like, my god, yeah. The CPR minigame is the worst. <laughs> I, it's not really a minigame, it's just... Uh, catch breath or uh, breathe in like as high yeah. as you can, then let it out for like four or five times or something and then you're done and like okay breathe in why why did i do this (laughs) yeah Yeah. (laughs) you don't even get the reward from that i don't even mind that one but just take out the submarine and (laughs) the marching in junon harbor Mm. I could. Well, I find it funny. I, 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 I like the I, 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 just, I like the concept of the marching yeah, of the marching, but I still haven't figured out how it works. I, oh yeah, mm-hmm. like if the the funny thing is, I once watched a video uh, with someone explaining how you get max points, 
and it doesn't make sense at all. You just have to do everything wrong, and then you get the max points, Perfect. basically. It, yeah, it's just amazing. What? I think you have just um, run in and then just press X all the time, like like uh, um, use your rifle to uh, to <laughs> move it up and down, up and down the whole time, and doesn't really matter where you are. It's just so weird. Okay, weird mechanic. At least it's not just yeah. me because I never yeah. understood that. No, it's yeah. Yeah, just 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 send some hand grenades or something. <laughs> send that rookie some bombs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Received six grenades. Hell yeah. Yeah. My issue was with, I guess, the dolphin. Like, oh, the dolphin. You know, too. to get you up on the top <laughs> on the um, whatever it's yeah. called, the scaffolding, like up there. Yeah. I, I, I just I could not get up there. Yeah, Mr. Dolphin. It's not really a mini game. It's just kind of like, I guess, oh, they're. Oh, God, yeah. The pun. It's like a cutscene. They're trying to make it a cutscene, I think, or like, a, what is it called? Not a cutscene, sorry. Just it's a, like, a, um, an, an interactive yeah, scene like, or something. I don't know. Yes. Remember when those were big? They were like, uh, what were they called again? Quick time events? Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I think it they was like their idea of like a quick time event, like where it's like, oh, press X now to do this. And it's like kind of fuse it with a cutscene, but they obviously didn't have the technology to do it. So like, oh, we'll just make you do this. I just could not get up no. there. I was so mad. It was very yeah. frustrating. Like you just take it out. Just don't yeah. just stop. But if you know what to do, it's extremely easy. If you know yeah, how but to I didn't it. know what to do. <laughs> me neither. I, it took me minutes to get up there as well. Just oh like my reposition God. myself. Oh no, I miss it by one pixel. Oh no, just reposition a little bit. Oh no, it's too far. And oh, come on. And then I read the strategy guide and it says, don't move, press X twice, and you're good. Like, what? Yeah, but not everybody. <laughs> Seriously? That's the thing, man. Yeah. Um, I, can't, I never had a strategy guide. I can't believe yeah. Final Fantasy VII pioneered quick time events. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think that's the experience Hanny you had with the dolphin jumping is you kept trying to get it very precise and then you just gave up and started hitting like X over and over again and it just gave it to you. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what happened. Yeah, I think that's what happened to me as well. Like I was trying to be too precise, but it's where it's like I guess I don't know if what the input lag is from the controller to the console, if any, but I don't know. Anyway, I could not get up there. Super annoying. Yeah. All right, so I'm going to move on here. I'm going to talk a little bit about my dislikes or things that I had an issue with with the game. So for me, um, weapons are not upgradable, uh, which was annoying um, for me because I had favorite weapons that I that I wanted to use like later on in the game. You know what I mean? Mm. And obviously, Cloud has his you know iconic Buster Sword, but mm. eventually it just becomes. Um, like, I mean, yeah. you can do, there's different strats. You can do whatever you want. You can play, like, there's a strat where you just play the whole thing with, like, the nail bat or whatever. And, like, that's what you do. <laughs> yeah. and, you know, that's fine. But I would have liked to have been able to upgrade my weapons so that it just makes them more usable, I guess, you know, throughout the game. Like, later parts, if you have a favorite weapon. I want to just use mop for the rest of my life, really. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mop. Empty umbrella. <laughs> oh, I never saw umbrella. <laughs> Yeah, it's, uh, it's Aerith's choke weapon. Everybody has a choke weapon, and Aerith's is the umbrella. Oh my gosh, I have so much stuff to go look up after this. Yes. <laughs> yeah. for a joke run. You're going to have to replay it again. Oh, yeah. 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 But I, I don't know if it was like a technological kind of limitation where they couldn't like code that in, like upgrades for weapons. Mm. But um, I did like that 
like obviously each one had different stats and they had different um material slots so they did make it kind of like more customizable there where you could like put more materia or i don't know but yeah it was it was kind of disappointing um for me because i wanted to use buster sword like right more often i guess <laughs> you know what i mean like i wanted to use it um also that uh obviously like they didn't change uh certain things where they didn't change like the how they looked you know what i mean how you could equip equip like different things like a bracelet or you know a bangle like it didn't show that yeah you know on the character which i really wanted or you know would appreciate but it's too small i guess yeah technological limitations like the pixels obviously you know they didn't have enough um pixels to be able to use to create that i guess to put them on the character or whatever so i understand but anyway um yeah and like viz said some annoying mini games um just really annoying uh that made me you know throw my controller at the wall (laughs) or at my tv actually and then my mom would rush in and be like what are you doing Oh boy. And then she would literally rip the console out. She would like literally rip it out of the wall. The power would just come right out. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, she would boy. rage. She'd yeah. rage at me because I'd get mad and then I'd throw the control. Not very often. Not very often, but sometimes. I can think of one specific time. <laughs> you rage at the TV. Yeah, I throw my controller at the TV. Yeah, but, the TV... but then she rages at you. Like she's yes. not any better at, than you. So Exactly. <laughs> But she doesn't understand. I'm like, no, but come on. And there's no use. But the technology was, I feel like, even more expensive than what it is now. You know, so I can understand. It's like, you don't want to break the TV because that's the only one we have. And the only one we will probably have for the next 20 years. Fair (laughs) point, yeah. Yeah. And finally, I guess things, it's it's like hard to tell what's happening sometimes. Especially like with the story um i feel like they did the best they could you know when it's like fade to black and there's text but like it's not voice acted so you're limited to you know a kid reading the text on the screen and then also being able to kind of understand exactly what's going on but also have an understanding about the under like the what is it called like the the subtext yeah, yeah or like you know that sort of thing where you might not be able to understand i guess mm. exactly what's happening it wasn't like the implications later. of certain things yeah yes like with zach and that whole thing oh, like yeah. i didn't i that was so hard for me to understand i'm like who's this guy what what's happening like i I didn't get it i did not get it till later i am so lucky that i knew the name zach before i played the game because if i hadn't i would have been like what on earth is this yes i would have been like what, I'm like, what? And there's like it's yeah. so missable the like the additional like information you can get about Zach is so mm-hmm. easily missable. Like in yes. because it's only unlocked as like part of like uh you know if you get like all the way through to like Shinra Mansion and yes. you have to get through um like you have to do you have to complete Vincent's side stuff for that one no. too? Is that like I'm trying to remember now? No, no. no okay. you, you don't have to do anything, but it's only unlocked after after Cloud regains his uh, true memories. Right. Then you can just go back to, to the tanks in the Shinra Mansion, That's the library, right. yep. and then start this, the scene, yeah. But why would you ever go back? Yeah, I was so yeah, traumatized. Exactly. I would never go <laughs> yes. back. Like I was so traumatized yeah. by that by Shinra Mansion. <laughs> I yeah. was I was just so confused, you know. I was just I was I remember being really confused. I'm like, okay, so there's Zach and what's happening with him and I'm like, I didn't really get it. So as a kid, like I was just like, okay, 
that happened. Let's move on with the story now. <laughs> you know what I mean? It wasn't until later when I was like, oh my God, like this is wow. And then it kind of blew my mind. In my first playthrough, I didn't even see that scene. I didn't know it existed. Like years, oh, years really? later, I saw it in, in a strategy guide. Like what? Who is this black-haired guy? Like, oh, I, yes. I, I knew that 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 it, it he existed. Like, the, you see him on the photograph and in the flashback, in a true flashback. Yeah, on the photograph, that was for me too, because I was like, wait, what? But otherwise, like... nothing. Yeah. Well, if you go to Gongaga, and Gongaga is also <laughs> completely missable, you you can also go there, but not visit his parents. So, right. like, basically everything that's not main story related you can completely miss and then you only know oh there was just another soldier but more you don't know and then if yeah in addition you don't get the second part of that where if you don't have tifa in your party you don't get the like weird like tifa freaking out over yeah. hearing the name zach or Aerith. yeah and Aerith mm-hmm. as well yeah that's true and also that's so early in the game from when you like learn yeah. anything more it is. about zach like mm-hmm. it, you could have completely forgotten that yes I just want to throw it out there, though. Shinra Mansion, love it. I think it was like oh, my no. favorite, my favorite area of the game. But I'm into that. I love Halloween. I love like the dark, like horror um, type of stuff, and that kind of like brought brought it there for me. You know what I mean? It was creepy, and mm. um, just the music, and also the enemies as well were kind of like weird. You know what I mean? I, I would and then completely Vincent, agree with all of that. Vincent. Uh, <laughs> in a casket you know what i mean just like i loved it yeah. I, as a kid oh i i absolutely I just... adore the aesthetic like i'm a big big same like i, I love halloween like I've, I've got a bunch of like pumpkin and ghost tattoos things like that like i'm huge <laughs> huge spooky boy but just the absolute nightmare i had trying to defeat lost number was so Whoa. yeah rough that yeah i that's the only reason i don't like shinra mansion everything else around shinra mansion was so good the aesthetic the Mm. good good like that that story you know edition that you get is just so fantastic Mm -hmm. but that boss was so hard (laughs) oh yeah and the enemy design (laughs) so cool like the reflect mirrors that that reflect everything back at you or the guy like just hanging from the anchor from the ceiling like the like merman like what i love this it's great yeah it's so weird but i love it like his bottom part of the body is this this uh, <laughs> sickle blades, whatever that thing is. It's so strange. God, it looks yeah. like a torture device or something. Yeah, no, <laughs> yeah, it's, absolutely. It's, it's just one of Hojo's it's experiments. Like, what's going on? And yeah, what's going on in Shinra Mansion, guys? Some of the enemy designs in that, I I was so convinced because they were so bonkers that I thought there had to be more to them. Like there has to be a reason. Like. There's the two-headed, like, zombie thing in the basement, like mm-hmm. yin and yang. Yeah, I was about to say yin yang, like, yeah. what the hell is the deal with that? What's up with the blade blade guy? So I would look <laughs> these characters up, be like, what's the backstory to these? Nothing. They're just regular enemies. No. Yeah. But when you know that it's the Shinra Mansion where Hojo experimented on Cloud mm-hmm. and Zack, then you know, exactly. okay, it's probably Hojo's experiments. Could be, like, experiments. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. fair. Yeah. Yeah, I just love that uh, area. And also we get some backstory, um, you know, for Sephiroth as well, which right, I felt right. for yes. me at the time was like, just gave more depth to the character. And then I felt bad for him, actually. That's when I was like, oh, mm. that's sh- uh, poopy. <laughs> big, big poopy, definitely. <laughs> big poopy. Yeah, yeah. Can, no, can I agree. I say, yeah. <laughs> no good, good poopy. Yeah. <laughs> 
And then he ignited his farts and Nibelheim burned to cinder. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> That's the oh director's cut God. of the game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Can't wait to get oh through that one. Oh, my God. <laughs> wow. <laughs> So yeah, that's about it for me for my issues or dislikes um, with the original. So Chris, did you want to talk about yours? Yeah, I think um, you two have covered a good majority of of it. <laughs> I would go a little more specific with the um, difficulty to understand, though. And the translation in some areas mm. is oh, yeah. so confusing to the point that it mm-hmm. leads you in the wrong direction. Yeah, that's true. Um, so I would say that on top of the like kind of difficult figuring out where you're supposed to go is another mm-hmm. another big pain point for me. Um, and even seeing... attack when its tail is up. <laughs> oh my god! Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh, that's bad. That's pretty bad. Yeah, and that's within <laughs> the first five minutes of the game. Yeah. <laughs> like I know there's people who stop playing at that moment because they couldn't get past that because it doesn't make sense like they just straight up tell you the wrong thing to do just because of how yeah (laughs) anyway well yeah to be fair the the second line uh then uh tells you and it will attack with its lasers like it tells you what to do and then tell you why not to do it that's probably (laughs) the confusing thing because you read the first line and then you don't really read the second line or you do read it and read it in a way how you understand the first and then it's confusing. Yeah. So yeah. Very confusing. <laughs> and also, how many times in battle do you get dialogue pop-ups? Right? Not like too much. Yeah. So like usually you're kind of moving the pace of the dialogue box yourself and choosing how quickly mm. to read it. But when the one of the first dialogues you see, it shows you one line of text. And you just have to assume, like, oh, this is what they're telling me. Let's let's mm. go attack it. And I don't know. Yep. But yeah, just the uh, translation in some areas is pretty frustrating. Mm. Uh, mm-hmm. I played it in German, and I don't know how off the German version was, but I'm pretty sure it also had a few issues. I, I mm. believe it, yeah. But I think the only other thing is, I guess, a mechanical choice, um, but mm. not allowing your entire party to gain experience. Um, mm, yeah like well it kind of does like uh, the the ones you don't have in your party or act active battle party gain like half of the ex- experience or something yeah I think it was half the experience it'll but still it's i know what you mean yeah yeah but i mean when they throw so many good characters at you and you want to yeah. like play around with all of them and keep them all in your party it doesn't give you a great way of being able to go back and forth i guess mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But. Yeah, I think yeah. on top of everything else you two have mentioned, those are the big pain points for me. Yeah. I think uh, for me, my big pain points are... My biggest pain point is probably the confusion around what to do or where to go. Um, and there's kind of like two halves of that. Like the what to do is like the story-driven or like the direction-driven choice they make to like not spoon-feed you. I am very used to being spoon fed anymore. I'm, you know, I got into MMOs. I got, so I got missions and then a little marker on a map and it's like, go here, kill 10 of this enemy, go back, do like, you know, collect things and Mm -hmm. then go back, collect your reward. So like, 
by the time I got into this game, I was like, I've literally lost any skill at like inference or like understanding like subtext. So like I didn't like I didn't get a lot of times like where where I was supposed to be going or what I was supposed to be doing. And then the other thing that was frustrating in tandem with that was I think um uh I think I think you you both actually I think all of you touched on this earlier, but um just the um the visually not understanding where to go sometimes was really difficult um, with the mixture of like textures and backgrounds. Like I didn't know sometimes if things were like climbable or not climbable or walkable or not walkable Mm -hmm. or like what is a path and what isn't a path. And and that, that did get Mm -hmm. frustrating a lot. Um, I had some frustration with the controls, but I think that's more of, I think that's on us rather than anything else because we, we played it with a PS4 controller through steam and, a, a weird mapper and it was just not the same experience you know i was playing it on a ps1 oh, with I a see. ps1 controller yeah. um or even a keyboard right. for that matter right like i at first i was gonna play it with a keyboard but by virtue of doing it with a podcast playing a mechanical keyboard while recording <laughs> isn't isn't very fun <laughs> um for for the editor mm. on the other side so ended up just playing with a, a dualshock 4 controller and had a lot of issues with that but i i think that like i said that's that's mostly on us um but yeah the um the the confusion and the um like uh textures were were very hard for me to discern sometimes um and it was probably mm-hmm. the biggest gripe i had which is probably really good considering like like this is a long game like with a lot of areas for gripe but i i did also wish that there had been i i think my other biggest gripe is that i don't think vincent or anything around vincent's character should have been optional Yes, I meant to touch on that, actually. Yep. There's too much missable things that are, like, so story-relevant. Yes, I think anything around Zach, anything around Vincent, anything around Sephiroth's backstory, um, or anything around any of the main characters, like, direct backstory that is missable should not have been. Um, because yeah. when I play a game that's as full as this, like, I don't want to miss a thing, right? And... Mm-hmm. I could have easily just skated by, never got Vincent, and then never got any of the, you know, pass with Lucrezia or with uh, Hojo or Professor mm-hmm. Gast or anything like that, you know, or, or you know, only the, the hints that you get in the main line. But I don't think any of that should have been missable. Um, I think that's really Yeah, it's it. almost a travesty. Yeah, like I, I, I had some gripes with, uh, with some other um, minigames for sure. Um, CPR was just kind of stupid. um marching i never figured out marching and the submarine was just such a nightmare i don't even want to talk about it right now still (laughs) like it's it's still it's still too recent but like the submarine Mm. minigame is awful i hate it i hate Mm. it so much but like yeah i mean it's hard it's almost hard to come up with things i don't like though like because my gripes are very minor i imagine in the grand scheme of things because okay, like, I don't want to miss anything. Sure, I could have played with a game guide if, you know, I hadn't been doing it for a podcast, you know, for real realistic reactions. Um, so mm-hmm. not a big deal. You know, where to go, same thing, you know, game guide or just slowing down and just uh, understanding, you know, a, a little bit more. But um, more frequently than once a week. Sometimes, right. like, whole months <laughs> yeah. between recordings. Yeah, and I mean, when the pandemic started, we took three, like, something like a three-month break or something, you know, and we had, it was it was a lot <laughs> so like there's yeah the, you know like just being able to sit sit down and grind um is a much different experience than trying to make a, a weekly recording session but uh mm. uh yeah i think overall though like i i my gripes are really minor like i i wish a couple things had been done better i wish mm-hmm. the translation had been better 
in some parts. Yeah, absolutely. I wish some other things were clear. Like there's like one scene that I still want to know what is happening in that is a special in Wall Market where you like look through the keyhole and you see them like acting out some <laughs> weird play. Yeah. I, I I need to know what that is, but I don't think it's ever really been like fully understood what is happening there. It's it's inferred that this is uh, President Chinra cosplaying as King Arthur and the others have to play along with him. It's just his kink. That is yeah. hmm. I kinda yeah. I'm not and sure you... that I wanted that cleared up for me now. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what happens in the other keyhole? Is that with though... the two old people? <laughs> so <laughs> I think I I think that one I I was gathering that it was Reeves' parents visiting from out of town. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Which I thought was delightful. <laughs> I can't believe Reeve didn't set his parents up somewhere better than the Honeybee Inn. Right. Oh this is also the man oh who pretends to be a giant mog with a fair. cat riding it for the majority of the game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's fair. That's valid. Yeah. He's a weird one for sure. <laughs> Good thing he's my favorite character. <laughs> <laughs> Like Reeve or Ketchy? Ketchy. <laughs> oh, okay. Or as I like to call him, Kate Seth. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. I'm garbage. <laughs> no, it doesn't matter. Apparently, it did. I, I think there was something where it, they said it was Kate Seth. That was the Yeah, in Advent Children, I think they call him Kate Seth. Or, or was yeah. it in, in, in... No, not Advent Children. In uh, Dirge of Servers? Somewhere, I think... Something they're, like they're, that. Yeah, yeah. Somewhere they call him that. But yeah. But yeah. Yeah, no, I totally agree with you. Absolutely. Everything that you said, like mostly the missable things, you know, that aren't, uh, I guess, you know, required, like, uh, you know, the uh, side characters like Vincent or Yuffie or things that you can just miss, especially too, if you don't know, you know, they're, if you're not using a guide or you're not using, you know, like people to tell you these things, which at the time for us, like when we played it as kids, it was mostly like word of mouth, right? Right. So, Oh, don't forget to go here. Don't forget to do this. You'll find a guy. Okay, yes, he's like in a casket, but blah, 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 like whatever. He's like, what? Like, okay. And then you go and you do it and you learn more things. But now it's like, I, it's, it's kind of like the opposite in storytelling, especially too in video games now where it's like, you're just spoon fed everything and they literally tell you everything. And there's no kind of like leave things up to your not imagination but just like trying to figure it out on your own it's like you know what we're smart we can figure it out yeah. you know what i mean like give us some time we, you don't need to tell us everything and i find this a lot too with movies especially mm-hmm. like nowadays or like blockbuster movies where it's just like explosion explosion like you know and it's just like telling you everything instead of just letting us figure yeah. it out which i prefer like i don't want to be told everything but this Especially being a kid, you know, no, no internet, no game guide, nothing. Like, I totally think absolutely that these things, um, you know, should have been required for you to go through these story beats because there's so much that it's a shame that you, you know, missed these things. And I'm sure there are people out there that played this game that still to this day probably don't even know that, like, these things exist, you know, in the story. For sure. Which is yeah. sad. It's it's unfortunate, but I think it was due to was it a time constraint or they yeah, didn't have enough was. time to put them in. So instead of axing them completely, at least they kept them in yeah. as side characters. You know, what yeah, I mean? exactly. Um, which is good, but mm. it's kind of a shame. But it is. But still, we got Vincent and Yuffie, and especially Vincent uh, 
became a fa- fan favorite. So yeah, which <laughs> is really funny because I don't overly enjoy him all that much in the in the OG. Mm. But again, I think it's just because I like I think Lost Number just ruined everything for me. Probably, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was really bad. I I don't know how clear it is in the the episode we released or anything like that, or if you guys have even heard it, yeah. but. Chris can can vouch for how just purely frustrated and upset I was by the end of that recording. <laughs> it was the most deaths we've had in a single recording. I think we stopped yeah. at oh, yeah. God. it was six when we ended. So help. <laughs> yeah. Not not ideal. <laughs> no good. No. Nope. I might have listened to that one. Is that the one where you raged a lot? There's a lot of swearing. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> yeah, I think so. I, yeah. I'm an angry person by nature, so that might not be specific enough. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that was the first recording we ended earlier than we wanted to because oh, it was just not a fun time anymore. Yeah, it was like yeah. there's no way this is going to like like turn out positively for us. Mm. I had a good time. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, for sure he did. <laughs> yeah. All right. So I just want to know who's your favorite character? Mine? Yes. He wasn't Ooh. joking. You said Kate Sith. He was right? not joking. I was not joking. It is actually Kate Sith. <laughs> okay. Cool. <laughs> oh, no. It's not cool, is it? <laughs> um, Respect. That's amazing. Respect. That's amazing. I just think that Reeve goes through a lot of trouble to do the right thing while still trying mm. to hide. Like, so Ketchy is obviously ridiculous, right? Like, it's a little stuffed animal. Like, that's absolutely bonkers. But I think Reeve did so much for the party by betraying Shinra yeah. and by staying so mm-hmm. close to danger. Like he could have betrayed them and just left with Avalanche at some point, you know, like when, like there's multiple yeah. times where, where Shinra is pretty escapable, you know, like after Genova um, kills uh, President Shinra and, and leaves, you know, in Sephiroth's body uh, there's, or, you know, in, in the form of Sephiroth, like there's a lot of, uh, you know, that that's an easy moment where like anyone could have just bailed if they wanted to. And, you know, then there's several more of those throughout the game. and. I think, you know, the fact that he was like, no, I'm going to stay close to the source and just work on trying to figure this out um, mm. so that I can achieve my ends, which is not the same as Shinra's ends, um, is, mm-hmm. is really is really honorable. And uh, I, I just think he's a he's an interesting character. And I think they they he has some really good dialogue that is not given enough credit. Like, obviously, like some of the dialogue in the game is really good anyway. Like Sid has some amazing lines as this cloud. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Um, yes. With their with their speeches, you know, they're like kind of rallying speeches. Obviously, you know, uh, Barrett, Tifa, Aerith all have have great lines, too. But then Ketchy shouldn't have these lines that are so good. But like, if you think about like when the temples collapse and he's like, well, He's like, it, it just makes sense for me to stay behind and like do this so that everyone can can be, you know, safe and and mm-hmm. you know and do this. And it's like, oh wow, like even though there's not a real sacrifice because he is a stuffed animal at that point, you know, or a robot being controlled like remotely, it still just it hits more than I thought it was going to. And I, I really just It does actually. Yeah. yeah, and I just found it really endearing. And and at that point I just started kind of turning and I was like, this character's really good. And I'm like, and you know, and then there's obviously the fun part of, you know, it, it just becomes kind of a meme within our own community, you know, where it's like, oh, Hanny loves this character and Chris hates it and it's really funny. But um he's <laughs> just, he's a good character. Kate Sith 
president. Kids are president. <laughs> Support us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I personally don't mind him either. It's just uh, I like the others more. It's really but, hard yeah. to choose though because the characters are so good. If it wasn't, yeah. yeah. If it they wasn't Kate Sith, it would probably be Sid for me, which is is interesting uh-huh. because Sid is really not good <laughs> like he's actually no. he's he's not a good person but you know like for a no. majority of it he's awful awful to shira and you know yeah and, at first and, and super yeah. yeah and super just like not you know super gruff and super unlikable but like he's he just makes sense to me in a way where i'm just like he's real like he's he's just a yeah, real he's real rough kind of guy who's you know who who tries so hard to be not caring until it's obvious that he cares and like i think exactly the the moment that turned really hard for me and with sid was when you're um on rocket 20 26 like escaping you're not escaping being thrown at (laughs) at meteor with uh the the big huge materia on board and he's Mm -hmm. like gets so angry at shira for sneaking on board and then he has that moment of like where he notices that like the the oxygen tank or whatever actually does have a fault and he's like oh crap she was right and it's just mm-hmm. like, oh, it's just so good. He has such a turning moment there where you're like, oh, he cares. He just doesn't want to be seen yeah. as caring. Exactly. Yes. I really, really enjoy that about him. But like, again, it's mm. just, it's so hard to choose because the characters are all just so good. Like, I could find they moments are. for everyone where I'm like, oh, well, I love this point. You know, for the longest time, Barrett was my favorite character because he starts out of the gate just so good. Like, so like, yes, like he's an action star. Like, this is awesome. And then, you know, he kind of, he has his whole, you know, st- like his, st- his storyline with Dine and with like learning that, you know, about Marlene, like it's gruesome. It's so gruesome. That is mm-hmm. so upsetting. And like the Dine stuff is just really, really awful. And like, I had no idea that until I got to that point, you know, I knew Marlene, I I I had seen Marlene, you know, like at first I thought it was Cloud's daughter at first uh, because of some weird <laughs> translation stuff with like when you walk into the seventh heaven she like yell runs up to you and you like yells papa and then just like i was like wait what and then runs by you and it's like oh okay <laughs> um but there's like uh you know learning that it's not, like marlene isn't barrett barrett's kid um you know so late in the game or not his biological yeah. kid I, I should say is so bonkers because even by that point i was just not expecting that yeah mm-hmm. and uh yeah just really really enjoy barrett really enjoy it. i mean they're all they're all good i'm gonna stop because i will I just go one by <laughs> yeah. one for the next hour <laughs> yeah i i don't know why i ask this honestly and i feel exactly the same way as you where the characters are so good and um you know you they're kind of like relatable you know with their backstories and everything they've gone through to the point where you know you actually are introduced to them in in the game and you find out more as you go along and you kind of find a little bit of yourself in each one of these characters right and that's why i find it so they're so relatable you know and and you playing it especially too as a kid you know like for me uh it just felt like they were my my actual friends. Like I was yes. with them, you know, through this game. I was I was there, and this is what was happening. And it just made me feel, you know, included. Um, especially too, like growing up, you know, I was different. I was ostracized. I was bullied. Things, you know, I've talked about this before, but it just kind of gave me an escape. And also, I felt like, you know, I I fit in with these group of 
this group of people who also had things like very terrible dark things happen to them and they're all a group of like misfits too that are bonded together too which mm-hmm. always just makes it so much mm-hmm. easier to relate as you know i exactly same, you know like i'm 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 no stranger to being a misfit i you know was a was a was a big you know kind of outcasty boy at you know different times in my life for you know liking different stuff uh and, and you know not being like into the the norm things and uh you know that's just the 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 playable characters too that we've touched on you know there's exactly. so many npcs yeah. that are great too you know and mm-hmm. and not even great as in they're they're enjoyable characters like even the awful characters are really great because they make you actually mm-hmm. hate them like professor hojo and don corneo are two of the best yes. characters in the game oh. because <laughs> you hate them so viscerally yes. right like you yeah, feel so slimy you feel like the, they're so evil they're, you know like how evil you they are you know how like yeah how bad they are and they are so unrepentant and so unfor like unforgivable in, in like their mm-hmm. actions and you're like I hate you so viscerally, but that makes you a great character because I can't find redemption in you because you've done like the writers did such a good job of creating these characters Mm -hmm. that they aren't redeemable, you know, but then there's other characters where it's like the Turks, you know, like I loved the Turks too, because like once Shinra fell, they were like, yeah, we were in this for the paycheck. Paycheck seems like it's out. We have no beef with you. We're just, (laughs) we're done. And they just walk away and it's like, Oh, okay, cool. Like, like, I, I like and those characters are super relatable to me too because it's like i'm thinking about mm-hmm. you know my job and i'm like yeah if that paycheck stops coming i'm out like i'm not, there's no reason for me to <laughs> stick around here right like i'm like i get it Agreed. like i i absolutely get that like from them I'm like i uh, yeah they're, they're not loyal because they're loyal they're loyal because exactly they're loyal to you know their job for the for the benefits and the pay and as soon as that's over mm-hmm. they're like we literally don't care what you do like at all. They just do not care about mm-hmm. what the, what the, what the heroes and what avalanche are up to as long as they were getting paid for it. And I really enjoy that too, <laughs> because it's just very relatable. And yeah, the, the, oh, they're just like, all the characters are so good across so many different places. And there's like, you know, like really random like characters that you get attached to too. Like, and like Chris and I got really attached to the, the pilot of the high wind the like lurker pilot <laughs> oh that and, one yeah yeah levels up. yeah, yeah like because he, he's great like we gave him a voice and we gave him like his own like little like in our minds like kind of storyline and stuff like and it's just it's really fun because like the there's enough ambiguity but also enough direction where you can do stuff like that for sure mm-hmm. definitely yeah it's it's definitely a very very hard uh mm-hmm. question to, to answer because uh maybe you've seen it maybe not but um uh, Sector Six a YouTuber um, has a series which is still ongoing. Uh, it's the Big Seven, where he talks to members of the community for Final Fantasy VII and asks them all the same seven questions about uh, the mm. original and remake. And one question is also, which character do you like the most? And I was like, I don't, I have, a, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but yeah. at the end, I settled for Cloud for one specific reason because he's the perfect blend between an avatar for the player and his own character with his own personality, mm-hmm. own backstory, and integration into the whole story and the plot and the world. But still, he he's still this kind of vessel for the player. So you can insert yourself into him and you, right. you can choose uh, certain uh, answers to um, questions or statements for from other NPCs and stuff. And and he also learns new things throughout the story, even if you should know most of them. 
and those who uh, those things he do, he does know, he tells you as the player. Like he he explains to others how the system works, how this works, how Shinra is, and then you learn from Cloud. But then Cloud learns more about himself through uh, throughout the, uh, yeah. the story, and yeah. you learn also more about the story through him. So this is the answer I gave because just by looking at the characters themselves, it's not impossible to choose there's so many great characters absolutely i think one last thing i'd like to say about cloud um if i may is how how much he in particular subverted my expectations of what of what i was going to expect going into the game because i thought he was going to be you know like kind of shitty personality like little like pretty emo boy Mm -hmm. who is you know everything's come easy to him he's athletic he's pretty he's you know this he's the top dog and soldier and now he's just decided Mm -hmm. to like come off and you know and they build him up so you think that you know you're like oh yeah he's going Mm -hmm. to be this like shitty jock who's really good at everything and really funny and then you're like no no he's not at all he's just been unreliable as a narrator the entire time and i was just not expecting my main character to lie to me you know like (laughs) and like i don't know how else to say it but that's essentially what happens is you know he just he's he's unreliable as the story driver for the game until he gets his real memories and it's so great (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. it's not that he's lying to you it's that he does actually believe he's lying to himself he is yeah. as a person <laughs> yeah he doesn't or know who he is he he thinks that that's who he is and who he's always been up until a certain point and then he realizes that that's not actually who he is and then he has an identity crisis like who am i you know mm-hmm. who professor Hojo, who was i and who can i become <laughs> yo that was yeah. so so sad <laughs> <laughs> you know which is really um crazy when you think about it for storytelling absolutely and, you know, once again, relatable to, you know, people who, you know, are playing this game and also thinking, you know, I think I might think that I am this person like my whole life or, you know what I mean? Oh, and yeah. then you're finding more things about yourself as you go along when it's like, you know what, I'm not actually that person, you know, and I'm going to forge ahead and decide who I am. I'm not going to let those things kind of determine, you know, like yeah. who I am. Yeah, absolutely. I have a, a a little bit of a, a take on it, too, where, you know, I played it as an adult who, you know, I'm fairly certain of myself at this point in my life, right? Uh, you know, I'm, I'm 30, like, I, I have my career set, you know, I, I like what I like. But are you really? Eh. <laughs> <laughs> That's very fair. Uh, I'm taking your word for yeah. it. I don't know. Are you, a, are you an unreliable narrator? That's, prob- no, That's probably <laughs> true. Yeah. But, like, I, I really enjoyed... Um, being able to look back at who I was at, you know, the same age as Cloud or mm-hmm. the same age or even younger, you know, when 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 Cloud leaves, uh, you know, Nibelheim or when, you know, mm-hmm. or now, you know, going through that same kind of process with Zach of like trying to figure out who you are and like remembering like how I felt at that point. But also I don't relate anymore to that as much because I feel like I know who I am and I'm pretty exactly. confident. So it's interesting where I feel like I got a lot playing it as an adult i also missed some playing it as an adult Mm -hmm. where i would have related i think much harder to cloud if i had played this game during the you know my peak uh of youth of i have no idea who i am what i want what i like what i don't like you know like i mean i used to say stuff just just for the sake of like of having something to say right like about like having an, an opinion on a band that like 
like I used to say I hated Fallout Boy. They're one of my favorite bands. Like I, you know, like it's just it was just something to like to fit in and to like to you know try to enjoy in conversation and things like that. And my wife loves bringing this up a lot. She she knew me in high school, mm-hmm. so she'll bring these up a lot. These points where I was just like yeah, so unsure of myself, and and I would just kind of have all this bluster around myself just to seem more confident. And it's it's interesting because I I can look back and remember how I felt in that time, you know, as closely as I can and relate it to mm-hmm. how I perceived cloud feeling. But it's not the same as being in that age of of uncertainty and, and playing along with someone who's also uncertain. Mm-hmm. All right. So what do you think, Chris? Favorite character? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think Viz put it perfectly. I It's always been cloud for me. Um, Mm. I think he fits so well into the story and the story subverts what you're expecting so well. Mm-hmm. It does. Um, and I, you know, when I was uh, playing this for the first time, I was grown up in that, that peak age range to really appreciate kind of, I think what he was going through at the time. So I think he's perfect. Um, but someone who's been coming up really fast on my list has been Aerith. Um, who I really mm-hmm. didn't appreciate as much as I do now when I played through it the first uh, couple She's times. She's really fun. She's yeah. really, really fun. She's really good. And yes. I think probably back in the day when I was younger, uh, it was always kind of, and actually still these days, um, if you go by Twitter, it's either you're a fan of Tifa or you're a fan of Aerith. And that's so unfair to both of them. Who are, I mean, they're both such incredible characters, and... Yeah, They're both so absolutely. good in their own right. But, you know, back when I played it when I was younger, I was like, oh, no, I'm, I like Tifa or, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I think I had started off that way, too, where I was like, oh, like, I'm only thinking about this as a romance, like, in, in the terms of a romantic interest, right. which is a huge disservice to, to both characters, like you were saying. But, like, yeah, absolutely. I, definitely ha- I definitely have my preference for a romantic interest still for Cloud, but it doesn't change how awesome the other character is regardless yeah for sure yeah yeah i mean Aerith is just such a good such a good character she is mm-hmm. i don't know if you noticed but i sidestepped coming yeah. out <laughs> real loud and saying which side of the divide i fell on there real hard <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm not putting that out there nope me either <laughs> i like my quiet sitter <laughs> I think Aerith is, is a really good parallel to Cloud because she, mm-hmm. not that she has an identity crisis, but she also kind of is with one foot in one world and with the other foot in the other world. Yeah. She's etc. but she's also herself, like how she grew up, uh, her time with Elmira, for, for example. Right, and yeah. She has a personality. Uh, she she wants to just, in the end, see the world when she uh, eventually uh, gets out of Midgar and gets accustomed to the whole world, this whole scary world. And she has an eye for the future. She she knows uh, that she wants to to do more and stuff. But she still has this 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 weight on her shoulders from a whole yeah. civilization, so to speak. When she's the, the last one of them, and she has kind of a duty to to complete her calling, so to speak. And this is kind of this this divide between those those two aspects of her that make her so um, as a compelling. I think mm. how she handles it. And also, setting her alongside Cloud, she's probably the only one who understands that Cloud isn't really who he is. And you don't... Mm-hmm. Mm. I, at least myself, I didn't really understand what she was trying to do most of the game uh, until 
I was much older. And it's interesting mm-hmm. to see her interact with different characters, kind of understanding where she's coming from. Yeah. One of my favorite sure. scenes with her is when she's scalping all the uh, people buying flowers outside of the And if you talk to each one of them, she charged them a different price. And you're like, this is like one of the like really like early inklings where it's like, oh, she's really fun and she's really clever. Yeah. I mean, sp- talk yeah, about subverting is. expectations, just putting her as the role of the like cleric of the party completely right. like mm-hmm. sets your expectations and sets her up for blowing them completely out of the water it's so good yeah that that's also very interesting the, the duality between Aerith and, and tifa they look and are designed and in battle are designed a certain way that you expect a certain character but their their characters are actually just flipped around yeah yeah that's 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 brilliant yeah, it's it's, brilliant. it's really good also i have to throw it yeah yuffie because she's just wonderful. <laughs> just yeah. have to put that out there. She is. She is. She's fun. She's yeah. like the only character Annoying, that I'm just kind of like meh on. <laughs> she's but, still really fun though. Like she's she's probably the only character of the main party. Like she's got some baggage, but mm-hmm. she's still somewhat removed from the rest because she's like, yeah. She, she's the only one who's not so emotionally damaged. <laughs> yeah, she's just kind of yeah. doing her own thing. Yeah, exactly. she's uh, a couple years younger than the rest of them she's just yeah. along for the adventure it feels like which yeah. i'm pretty mm-hmm. about i don't think they touched on it enough in og though um but i bet she's probably under the surface a lot more damaged and has more baggage than you would expect due to growing up in wutai during the oh war. i'm sure as, as we see as we see in crisis core right like yeah it's funny like when she runs out and she's like you know like windmilling at zach basically and he's just like yeah okay kid you you know you you keep defending wutai and then it's just like you know you you kind of smile and then like in the back of my mind i'm like i'm pretty sure i just like massacred a bunch of her friends and family yeah yeah (laughs) oh yeah not great not not ideal yeah like there's there's probably a lot more there that could be touched on with yuffie i bet oh i'm sure there is for sure Yeah. yeah Yeah, I'm not really sure how great her relationship is with her father. Very true, and yeah. You can kind of see that where she seems like she's naive, but like overconfident. But I feel like that's probably a self-confidence issue coming from the fact that she's probably not like she wants love from her father. And I don't know how much of that, you know, he gave her. So she's more like confident, but it's fake confidence because she's trying to convince herself that like, yeah. this is who she actually is. But also she's young and a little bit naive. So you can confuse those kind of character traits because it might seem like she's immature, but it's actually that she's just it's bluster. putting on a front. Yeah. Like she's trying to be, you know, more like self-confident, but she actually isn't sure. Well, I mean, she's a kid. She's yeah, exactly. she's the youngest. <laughs> I was gonna say she's the youngest, the youngest uh, party member, right? At at six sixteen, is it? Yep. Sixteen. Um, yeah. like yeah, like that's yeah, she's she's definitely definitely at a point where a lot of people I think put on airs um just to yeah. just just to get by. Um, you know, when in a crowd, mm. you know, pretend to be pretend to be the cool mm-hmm. guy, pretend to be the like badass, et cetera. Like I'm I have done it. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Haven't we all? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. To some degree for sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I'm just gonna go and say my favorite character is red 13 nanaki oh, so and i know good. we haven't really talked about 
<laughs> Nanaki very much, but um, yeah, he's just, I, I don't know, he's just my favorite character, and I do, do tend to like, like the animal characters in games, because I kind of like animals more than other humans, to be honest. That's very fair. <laughs> yeah. I've met I've met other humans. I get it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, and just everything that he's gone through and uh My house also has more pets than people, so <laughs> <laughs> It's probably also why I have this avatar and not uh yes. some human. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I um Yeah. Nanaki's uh backstory was actually the first time I believe, Chris, correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe that was the first time I cried while playing the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, we all cried. You weren't there. You weren't there. <laughs> we all no, I mean, God, that was just, oh, talk about, yeah. talk about one of the best writing sections in a game. Like that first pass through mm-hmm. of Cosmo Canyon is mm-hmm. still in my top, top three moments in the game. I know. Just yeah. amazing. It's really good. I think that's the first moment in the game that actually caught me by surprise. I was not expecting yeah. to see uh, you know, the mm. petrified remains of his father. That was yeah. brutal. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Really and then dark. he went through his whole life thinking his father was like terrible. A coward. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. he was he was like shunned and just this terrible person. And I bought it. You know, imagine. <laughs> like I I believed it. I was like, yeah, okay. Yeah. I'm a I'm a huge sucker for that storyline, you know, like the the village outcasts because of like the sins of the past or or the parents or et cetera. Like uh, it makes me think of like the original Naruto. Um, if you're familiar, like just like how Naruto is so unfairly treated and bullied, like in his village because of something he absolutely has zero control over or knowledge yeah. about. And it's, it's like, yeah, it's, 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 oh, it's just, it's such a good, it's such a good writing like trope. <laughs> mm. Absolutely. It is. What's also very interesting from my part is when, when I first played it, it didn't really emotionally crush me or something because I probably wasn't emotionally mature enough or was too focused on the gameplay, I don't know. But afterwards, when I replayed, every time I replayed or see the scene again, it hits more every time. Yeah. But not the first time, yeah. which is interesting. Yeah, that is interesting. I've, I've definitely had that before too, where um, I, uh, for me, it's, it's a little different with Final Fantasy VII, but like, where I'll listen to an episode after, like, we're done, like, with an edit, like, when we're doing, like, quality, like, controls, right? And I'm, like, mm-hmm. re-listening to a part, and I'm just, like, I'll start sobbing listening to the recording of it, but I'm, like, in the moment, I'm, like, oh, oh nothing's happening. Like, I'm just, like, yeah. making a, a stupid joke or something, but I'm, like, inside, I'm I'm broken. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that happens to me a lot when we're watching other people play a certain game, and an emotional part comes up, and while playing the game myself, uh, like maybe a month earlier or something, it didn't really hit home. But then when I watch someone else play, I know what happens. It, mm-hmm. I kind of uh, it's 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 this 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 very peculiar peculiar effect that when you know what happens, it kind of hits harder. And especially when you also watch somebody else then react to it, it's like this 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 weird amalgamation of of I don't know emotional inter connections or something like that mm-hmm. it's just uh it could yeah it could be that you because you know what's being built up you kind of notice more or that, like supporting yeah. little details true true but, yeah it could be yeah, it's cool and also nanaki is just so good because of 
like growing up with Bugenhagen, he's just so wise mm-hmm. and like knowledgeable. Yes. <laughs> oh yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> he's always just sitting there calmly, being like, "Yeah, I know, I know what what's <laughs> up, what we have to do." Yeah, this old hippie yeah. smoking weed <laughs> yeah. all the time. Or yeah, exactly. <laughs> being one with the planet. <laughs> Party needs some of, some of him for sure. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Clearly, weed was legalized in Midgar way before it was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Delightful. I, I do believe at one point what I thought was super awkward was weren't they, didn't they have like Nanaki and um, Eric oh, yeah. together in a thing and yeah. they were like trying to get them <laughs> yeah. to like. Let's be do real. It? Them being and I'm only like, Hojo. <laughs> yeah. Ho- Hojo's yeah. just like, it's... yeah, this this is how science works, right? Yeah. Yeah. Who hired this and guy? And as a kid, I was species, like, let's put them together. I'm like, is this happening? Like, right now? This is so weird. And then also, I was like, wait, can that actually happen <laughs> for real? Like, as a kid, I'm like, what? <laughs> no, that's not how no. um, it works. But it yeah, turns so. out. <laughs> All right, guys, so moving on to our next section here, we are going to be talking a little bit about Final Fantasy VII Remake. So I thought it would be interesting for us to just talk about, you know, what our hopes and dreams were for Final Fantasy VII Remake. Um, And then I guess, you know, we can kind of go through each person and uh, talk about that. And then we are also going to be talking about, um, you know, Hanny, how you feel now that you've played through Final Fantasy um, 7 OG. You know, if you're excited for Final Fantasy 7 Remake, do you feel even more excited now that you've played the OG? So for our hopes and dreams, Viz, did you want to start us off? For sure. Um, I'll try to conjure up my memory from that, that point when I uh, get, got to know that it actually happened. Like... Uh... I think it was I was reading an article the day after uh, E3 where they showed this first uh, teaser trailer and announced it. And afterwards, of course, I had so many thoughts and hopes and dreams and wishes and what have you. And one thing is, of course, yeah, it's 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 a, it's a remake, but I already know everything. So please make it in a way that I can re-experience everything again. Like uh, I, I, th- I know it's kind of a, um, almost an oxymoron because, well, I know the story, so it's just playing through everything again. But just, just that alone didn't uh, didn't really uh, tickle my my most inner interest. So I was just hoping, okay, just turn it into something that that is more than just uh, one for one remake, like just. Every every dialogue the same, all the battles the same, everything is the same. Just um, make something new out of it while still retaining the thing. That's uh, one thing that I wanted. Mm-hmm. And also in in the original, there it's based on single screens with transitions, and sometimes you can see that between those uh, two screens, a lot of other um, space has been skipped. And I wanted to see like everything, like all of it. And since it's three D, uh, which is which is pretty much uh, a given uh, that you can like when you compare it to Final Fantasy fifteen or so, or the others or even twelve, where you can just look all around uh, towns and the uh, the areas mm-hmm. and the countryside and just 
explore everything and look at everything, not just this, those fixed cameras where you only see what the developers wanted you to see. Like, see different sides to all those, those locations, and I was uh, really looking forward to that. And, of course, getting to know the characters again, because if I, I was pretty sure that they didn't, that they wouldn't just um, like retread the, the exact same dialogue and the exact same scenes, so there is bound to be like more nuance to, to everyone, and I was uh, really hyped for that. And since we talked so much about Muse before, a remade soundtrack. <laughs> uh, there, there are other uh, Final Fantasies, Final Fantasies that have been remade, and also fans have created like remixes and arrangements for tracks. And I'm stoked for every new version of of a track I love. Mm-hmm. And if it's uh, if it's something official. Then I'm in, mate. I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, it's as I said before, the consistency in visuals and experience between uh field battles, minigames, and CG scenes. Um I'm yeah, I'm, I was looking forward to more consistency between everything. Like that's that those uh, look look the same. And what I also had in mind, I was kind of going through my head, how could they create the battle system? Like, I, I was pretty sure for some reason that it wouldn't be just the same turn-based system on a different map, like this uh, transition into the battle map and then uh, fight the battles there, uh, kind of unconnected to where we actually were. So I thought, hmm, real-time battles, how could this work? And yeah... Uh, I don't want don't want to go into yeah, detail. Yeah, I can't say anything. <laughs> first, that and second, I, it would be too long to to tell you how I envisioned yes. it back then. But uh, yeah, it was was pretty stoked for that. And then I I found game FAQs and the fight between uh, real time battle advocates and turn based fanatics was just unbearable after some time. <laughs> mm. So yeah. That's that's my point or my points. Hmm. All right, Chris. Did you have any hopes and dreams for remake? So I was kind of in a strange position because I'm not normally someone who does go out and like devour information about new releases. <laughs> I like to kind of experience them the first time myself. But also, I had just been burned a little bit by the versus thirteen. And oh, that whole oh, development, yeah. and then yeah, <laughs> me too. What came out versus what I had wanted, so I was trying to step back a bit from that, um, and not really think too much about the remake. Hmm. But I remember being really excited about the possibility of exploring Midgar completely and not being locked to a couple screens, like you said, kind of is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um but I remember also being very nervous about the battle system. Uh cuz I really like turn-based combat. Uh or the ATB in the original. And I didn't think that they would be going in that direction simply because mm. it's been a little while since a lot of studios did um kind of put out purely turn-based combat. But I knew I didn't want completely action-based. So I was really nervous about where they would fall hmm. on that side. Um, 
And the other thing, I guess I was mostly just nervous <laughs> because I, I really wanted this to be good. <laughs> a lot good. of people were. <laughs> yeah. yeah, same. Um, but I was a little wary of what they would do with uh, Cloud's personality and Sephiroth in the game. Because, hmm. um, mm, yeah. as we all know, Sephiroth didn't show up uh, really until much, much later in the game, um, in the original. Uh, and Cloud, kind of after OG, a lot of his personality has been boiled down to a very one-dimensional character. Mm, unfortunately, unfortunately, yeah. yeah. Um, and Hanny, you kind of gave explanation to why that would make sense in other games, uh, where he hasn't been the focus too much. But I was, I was pretty nervous uh, that they were going to s- gonna carry it into the remake yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, mm. to see what they would do with that. Like, um, that's not going to make sense until until quote unquote disc three. So don't <laughs> yeah, do that. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I I wanted the cocky. Um, kind of punk yeah. cloud to go into this game, so hmm. I was pretty nervous about that. Um, kind of what they would do with Sephiroth in general, um, in the combat. I was really nervous about those three points, and I was really excited to experience Midgar as like a real live bustling city, um, in a way that you only could mm-hmm. nowadays. That's I think what I remember feeling the most about it. And I'm really curious to hear what Hanny has to say about this, because we really haven't talked about Remake much at all. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, barely at all. Which is good, because the more we talk, the more the higher the chance we spoil something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm gleaning every last little iota of information you guys innocuously drop. I, I guarantee you. you. <laughs> Chris, Chris is going to go over this with an absolute fine-tuned comb <laughs> later, being like, what did I say? What, what did Kai say? What did what what have we done? say? Yeah. What is happening? <laughs> you have to realize... <laughs> You have to realize, Hanny, though, the more that you're trying to draw out of this, the more things you're going to be mistaken about. Oh, kind I'm of sure. making yes. assumptions. So yeah. be careful. Yeah. Do you, uh, <laughs> Kai, at this point, uh, I don't think we've heard your hopes and dreams. Yeah. So for me, it's just similar to, you know, Viz and Chris, obviously just experiencing it again, but kind of in this, you know, HD, 4K, whatever glory and having these fully 3D environments. Um, being able to run around and just explore. I wasn't as nervous as Chris, but I was a little, I was a little like, I guess, apprehensive when Mm -hmm. we like learned that it was different, right? Like it wasn't just, you know, an HD remaster of the original, um, which was kind of, to me was like, I had to learn to kind of accept that and also be open to receiving this game for what it is and not have the expectations of the original placed on this because it's different. And Hanny, you knew you knew that, right? Yes. So yes, I did. They, yeah. So, you know, it's nothing new to you and you know it's not it's not just, you know, an HD remaster of the original. It's different. And I I would that's what I what I kind of decided like going into it um was that I was going to accept it for what it was and I had already moved on from the fact that it wasn't just going to be this HD remaster which I thought that's what I wanted originally like when this tech demo was shown in what 
2000 and when was that Viz? like 2006 for ps3 it was like that's when the rumors started that oh they were going to be remaking seven and it wasn't even real they hadn't even started i think until when like 2015 or 24 i think 14 days started pre-production or something i don't quite remember yeah but for me, I was excited because I because they showed like a part of Midgar in 3D for the tech demo for to show what the PS3 could do. And I remember seeing it for the first time and like freaking out because I was like, oh, my God, like imagine if they did this mm-hmm. for modern day consoles, which PS3 was like the most modern one. And I was just so excited. But I just really I, I, I really wanted to feel uh, nostalgic, but I also wanted to be surprised. I just didn't want to experience the exact same thing as well. Like just like what what the original was, but but remade. So I kind of came to that conclusion later. Like I was a little disappointed, but then I was like, no, you know what? I think this is the best thing. And then I'm just, you know, experiencing it as something new and fresh but also you know an excuse to go back to this world and uh you know be in this world with these incredible characters again i'm on board you know what i mean and i feel like with with 16 i've been a little bit more like chris is with was with like since the disappointment from 15 (laughs) um because i was obsessed with versus 13 because i really wanted that game Mm -hmm. and what we got is not what that was so i was really disappointed with that did i like 15 yes i did i enjoyed it for what it was and i think tabata actually did a good job creating what he what he did like getting that out you know and it's kind of a complete game but obviously it has its issues Anyway, in saying that, I feel like more with 16, I'm a little bit more relaxed because I don't have, I don't have any pre-existing kind of expectations going into it because it's just all new. And I'm like, I'm just excited that, you know, we're going to get a, a, a Final Fantasy for PS5. Mm-hmm. You know, hopefully we don't know when in the next few years, but, you know, and a continuation, obviously, like hopefully having more remake content as well. And yeah, just I think it's an exciting time, especially to be, you know, a Final Fantasy fan. Yeah, 100%, I would agree. Mm, definitely. Absolutely. All right, Hanny, so what do you think? <laughs> so I have a lot. I have a lot of, uh, of, of thoughts and feelings. Um, I think for hopes and dreams, my main hope and dream has already been dashed, which is hoping for just an HD because (laughs) I'm very nervous about things being changed in a game that I just learned to love. And now there's this new game that's coming out here for everyone else. You know, it's been like two decades for me. It's going to have been, you know, only a a handful of months or years by the time I get to it. And as part of the compilation. So I'm, I'm extremely nervous, but also extremely excited about it. And I'm definitely more excited about it since playing like the OG. But I think aside from just being an HD remake, which obviously isn't going to happen, and aside from being nervous, the joy that I've heard other Final Fantasy VII fans have over their so far experience with remake gives me hope that there's there should be absolutely no reason why I don't just love it as well as uh, like like everyone else does. So I'm very I'm very excited. I'm very intrigued to see what changes and what stays the same um one particular point i'm really excited to see um how it how it changed and how it stays the same is wall market i think there's a huge 
amount of stuff there that's just not gonna fly like with the esrb anymore um right (laughs) and i'm i'm very curious to see how they handle redoing and changing that section to still kind of convey the original message but maybe without the explicitness of the original um right (laughs) so that's that's something that i'm pretty excited for obviously just graphics just seeing people with pumped up graphics is going to be really cool yeah um it'll be interesting i'm pretty sure they have voice actors for the characters i'm not 100 sure on that but that'll be really different and interesting because in my head they have voices that i've given them (laughs) that are not probably going to be met with, you know, the voices from the, from the remake. Um, if there are voice actors, um, I, I'm, I'm excited for a different battle system. I did not like the battle system from FF seven OG. I don't think I mentioned that, uh, when we we're talking about dislikes and likes, but no, we didn't. I that's a big one. Did not. Wow. That's I, a big one. <laughs> my apologies for not mentioning it earlier, but I did not. <laughs> like. <laughs> did not like that battle system. I struggled with it aggressively as, as Chris can attest to, but I'm, I'm, Hmm. I'm not sure. That sounds like a you problem. Yeah, that's what not I'm, a Final Fantasy 7OG <laughs> That's, that's what I'm hearing from a lot of folks. So, um, yeah. user error. Hanny, <laughs> <laughs> um, you you enjoy uh, turn-based combat, but it's the kind of in-between that's a little weird I don't, for you. <laughs> I don't like the hybrid. The hybrid yeah. method is, is odd for me. That's actually why I dislike the battle system in Crisis Core more than OG, because they went further into the hybrid. Right. without making it make any more sense and they made it less <laughs> responsive so oh god it's 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 pretty brutal and i i don't think i'm i'm out of my lane by saying that the combat system in crisis core is is weird and rough um but i i know i yeah. might be out of my lane in in it saying that with og but i am excited to try <laughs> a battle system that may or may not be more in line with someone with my particular Right. set of skills or lack thereof <laughs> uh question yeah do which uh which setting are you using like weight recommended or active chris active. Active. thank you yeah oh, okay yeah yeah active because that that one's is, is, uh, i'd say the hardest because i think we switched or did you yeah, okay. we we switched from recommended to active i believe oh i, I think we only used weight for a couple bosses yeah, weight in general is not good because it, it 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 just kills the momentum. It waits too too many times, too often. Yeah. So recommended is usually good because when you enter a sub menu, it stops, but otherwise it keeps going. And if active, it keeps going all the time. So yeah. 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 We were definitely using active the majority of the playthrough. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's the most fluent one, definitely. Yeah, that's interesting to me because you said you're kind of into MMOs, and MMOs for me, it's way too many buttons and everything on screen. The UI usually <laughs> is crowded, and I find it yeah. very difficult to be able to even understand what is actually happening on the screen, let alone like you know choose my uh, abilities or whatever I'm trying to do. I just I find it it's the I I don't know I just can't. <laughs> I'm not very good at them. Let's just say that <laughs> I got very familiar with hotkeys in MMOs. <laughs> Oh my gosh, um, I'm not a hotkey person. I'm, I'm with you there, Kai. I, I can't. I'm not a hotkey mm. person. I'm a big so hotkey like person. People who have those, they have like a mouse with like 50 yeah. buttons on it. And I'm like, no, <laughs> no, I just want to left and right click. Give me attack. That's Give all me I magic. want. I want my menu combat. 
Yeah. yeah. Like, I don't want mm. so many buttons. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, that's that's kind of where I'm at for for my hopes and dreams and kind of what what I hope changes and everything and and what what doesn't change. What things I don't want to change. I don't want yeah. them to change any personalities of any characters. I don't want them to change um, you know, the major story beats obviously of like, you know, when certain things happen in the like timeline, right? Like I don't want them to change it, like, you know, who dies here, who lives here, etc., anything like that. Yeah. Um I want I want the the main story to stay intact. I just want to see it fleshed out more in areas where I think it could have been fleshed out better in OG or more if they had mm. had more time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Interesting. I still feel like there is no reason why they just can't go back and actually like remaster the OG as well as having this game. I would like, I just love that. <laughs> like why not? Why not? They did it to Final Fantasy VIII, didn't they? They have like a remaster Final Fantasy VIII. Sure do. Like, sort of, yeah. They didn't yeah, do that to well. seven, right? I mean, they they have done some things. Uh, they did kind of. It's yeah, it's more like a port, and the the yes. backgrounds have been upscaled, and it's rendered at full HD, I think, or four K. No, not four K. I, I think feel it's like they HD. can go back and do a little bit more to it, yeah. and maybe you know. I don't know, just upgrade the models or fix that. Yeah. I don't know. But they're and then and then just package it as like a remaster. You know what I mean? Which is what people want. Give us what we want. That's what people are like, doing too, right? Yeah. yeah well the mod the community mods. is huge. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, yeah. like Suno Mods, which is like a huge modding community. We've yeah, had they're, they're them awesome. both here on the show and they're amazing. And they're also partnered with the Cosmic Canon Observatory YouTube channel, yep. obviously, um, Viz's YouTube channel as well. And they've done some incredible work um, with the original, just, you know, replacing the textures or having like upgraded models that you can download and install, obviously, um, and play through the game that way. They've added like... Uh, I think some people, I don't know if it was them particularly, but they've added like more quests or they've added more story things or... Yeah, the the um, new threat mod, for example, mm. this there was a, was a different team, I think. Oh, okay. Yeah, but also the Echo S mod where they introduce voice acting. It's also huge. Yeah, to the original, which is yeah, what, to the original. Yeah, oh, is it out yet? I don't think it's. Oh uh, no, no, it's not out yet. But I think it's it's bound to be soon. I'm not quite sure about the timeline. But yeah, I mean, like, there's so such a huge mod community around this game. You know, I feel like Square could do their own thing. You know what I mean? And just repackage it and people will buy it. Oh, for sure. I just don't understand why they haven't. They have one to six redone with the Pixel remasters, right? That just, Mm -hmm. I don't know if you if sorry, spoilers, but they are releasing all the original games with like upgraded pixels or something um, on the App Store, especially for iOS. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So like, but seven is the only one they're not doing. Or they haven't like remake like why? What is happening? <laughs> no. Anyway. Like remake doesn't replace yeah, that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And if you go back mm. and replay the original, yeah, it's a little clunky and it's kind of like it doesn't age as well How dare as some you. Of their Final Fantasy games. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Anyway. Hanny, how do you feel like are you more excited to play uh remake now that you've played? Oh, abs- absolutely. I I don't yeah. think there's before uh before when I knew the remake was coming at some point, I was just kind of like, yeah, I'll probably pick it up and, mm-hmm. and, and leaf through it. And now I'm like ravenous, like, when? When can I have this? When can I sink my teeth into this? <laughs> but uh, you know, I, I 
Well, unfortunately, or fortunately, you've left it up to your Patreon subscribers to decide what game you're playing. Yeah, that's true. Which is good, <laughs> which is great, but also bad for us because we have to wait. Yeah. Until you're done. Before we can have you guys back. It'll be a great time, though. I can't yeah. wait till you're done. I can't wait till you're done. <laughs> And have you guys back again because it's I it's gonna be me insane. too. Gonna be we're we're gonna talk <laughs> about so many things. <laughs> we're gonna have to have you back like multiple times because there's not enough time to be able to talk. Yeah. Anyway, um, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, uh, I I I like I like being a guest. It's very fun. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. Yeah. So, um, any changes that you would want to be made? I know that you talked about. Like the battle system in the OG yeah, is just like I would like, not I'd your like fave. to see a different <laughs> battle system. Maybe, um, like maybe a more active, uh, like pure active system, like a like an action game kind of uh like system, like like something like like the the current God of War. I I could see being very fun for me. Um, hmm. or uh, and and then a lot of it is more hopes of things that don't change or they change only in a way that benefits directly me immediately which is things like <laughs> expanding out on zach and vincent's stories more and inside of that inside of og and expanding on cloud and zach's relationships obviously this is stuff that i hope i put a lot of hope into <laughs> things that might already exist in other uh compilation media that yeah. i'm just not aware of into this game because, you know, I don't know what happens in the other compilation media. I, I can vaguely remember a couple of scenes from Advent Children, and I know what's going on in Crisis Core, where I'm currently at with it. But, you know, I still don't know anything about Dirge of Cerberus. I don't know anything about uh, Before Crisis or On the Way to a Smile or any of that stuff. So, like, there's a lot of stuff that's probably been fleshed out already that I'm just unaware of. But I'm putting a lot of hopes about anything that I still feel hasn't been fleshed out being fleshed out in the remake. Um, mm -hmm. So any changes that I'd want to see would be just just things that doesn't remove anything from the original, but only adds to it. <laughs> <laughs> right. As a spoiled brat, <laughs> that's my answer. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's asking it's a lot. It's probably you know, asking but... a lot. But, <laughs> but is it really? <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> yeah. Are there any other sections of the game you would like to be expanded upon like learn more about certain locations side characters or something yeah so like like shinra or turks um, any of the turks would be really cool i'd love to learn more about sung uh he's he's one of my favorite uh like non-player characters that's very fun um i or gelnika the gelnika would be really interesting just any of the gelnika oh yeah oh. yeah like just more <laughs> yes. of that i'd also love to know more about professor gast and um Mm -hmm. and uh uh Afalna, um and their relationship because right. i don't think it was not very clear to me in the og how they went from him studying her to them falling in love and having a baby yeah like that's a True. big yeah. step if you ask me for uh, a scientist yeah. and his specimen to take <laughs> so um i mean maybe not for professor hojo but gas seemed like relatively okay i guess maybe not good <laughs> but okay yeah and well, he left Chinra because of their misdeeds. Yeah, so. exactly. So I, I would like to... Is it called Stockholm Syndrome? Is it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean... I think it's a little bit of that. Where, especially you know, when you lock her in a cabin in the woods, you know? Yeah, and... yeah. But you, like, start to fall in love with yeah. your captor, like that kind of stuff. Like, that's Ooh. how I see oh, it. God. You're just talking about <laughs> Henny and I. Yeah, that's exactly Chris and I's relationship <laughs> now, as Chris just keeps me chained to this desk. <laughs> oh, my God. But, um... 
You're like, I want to be free, but I don't. Yeah, you love it. Because I I want to be with you, Chris. Of course. I want to be with you. I have a lot lot of of hopes around um, expansion around just anything around the Shinra backstory, too. Just like like mm-hmm. what wars they waged how that company came to be would be really cool like who was the founder mm-hmm. of shinra like is it the current president shinra or was it his great 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 grandfather you know who knows right I, I don't know at least um you know there's just more more stuff around how shinra got from where it was to where or from like from the the way back past to where it is in og that would be very cool to learn more about um and just to learn about how they like went from being a power company to a, you know, pseudo government with a paramilitary yeah. wing. Like mm-hmm. that's a another yeah. big yeah. step that they took. Like and obviously, you know, you can <laughs> infer is, yeah. like, oh well they control the one source of power in the world. Yeah, they do. You know, make mm-hmm. energy. So because they control that, they control everything. And like that's cool and all, but how did they get to that point, you know, of controlling that? <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Mostly burning down small towns and putting mako generators i have heard that top of their mountain. yeah exactly <laughs> yeah that's where i'm that's where i'm at right now yeah so, sounds good you have uh, an awesome time f- uh, in I'm front very, of you i'm very excited <laughs> or a very disappointing time we don't know oh, maybe <laughs> yeah hard Who to knows. say join us on the first encounter podcast to find out and then come <laughs> over here to uh, <laughs> sorry I'm, I'm done i'm done never mind <laughs> i was gonna, in four years yeah. listen to us first then come back yeah, to the reunion gonna, podcast i was gonna to when you guys come i was back. gonna start going down that chain and then i was like no, no. <laughs> but we don't know when you guys are gonna be exactly done, so stay tuned like I, next year like who, i don't who knows oh, it, hopefully <laughs> I'm, I'm sure it'll be about as long as the development of the game took Oh boy. Hmm. <laughs> Settle in. We might not even be making this podcast up. Oh, no. You'll have to you'll have to <laughs> start it again just just to have us back. <laughs> Please. Yeah. The reunion of the yeah. reunion podcast. <laughs> I love it. Amazing. Fantastic. So Chris, any changes that you that you wanted in remake from the original? Um Oh boy, what a weird perspective to take. <laughs> um I'm I'm I don't know how to sidestep things having played the remake at this point. It's hard, yeah. Yeah, but just think about like went before you played it, like did it were there any changes that you that you wanted from the original? I, I think Yeah, I was I was I think I'm kind of where Hanny is right now where I was most wanting things to stay the same in certain regards Mm -hmm. Um, like definitely the characters are so perfect and like untouchable for me i wouldn't want anything like that to change um (laughs) wall market i was definitely curious about uh for sure um i think the uh world map i was pretty interested Mm. in seeing a yeah, uh, more open world. Like I really like what they did in um, twelve. Without saying too much about that, right? Um, more even than I did fifteen. So more of an open world kind of aspect, but still yeah. locked into certain, um, I guess regions. If that yeah. makes sense, kind of a mm-hmm. guided open world, so to speak. Yeah, yeah. I could see yeah. that being cool. Yeah. Um. I was just interested to see how they were going to go about doing that. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Um, but yeah, like I said, I was trying to keep my expectations really far away from development so mm-hmm. I could just kind of experience yeah, it. I didn't want to put too much hope on it. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of questions I had uh, long before it came out was how would they handle uh, all those vehicles like the buggy, the tiny Bronco, mm. the high wind, the submarine, all those things and, and uh, thought racked my brain uh, for how, how, how could they do it technically um, that it would still be kind of in line with, uh, with the original and stuff. And uh, it was really, really fun to think about, to come up with uh, solutions that might come to pass, might not. Mm-hmm. Who knows? One thing that I was, I wouldn't say I wish they changed, but I was really curious about how they were going to incorporate summons into it. Right. Because definitely in the OG, mm-hmm. you can see the scale of a summon versus yeah. like the combat model is so completely mm-hmm. different. And how do you fit that uh, kind of into a, com- a, you know, a combat system? It's wildly different in Crisis Core too, like from the one summon we've yeah. seen where it's like, oh, like it's the same size yeah. as me almost. Like maybe a yeah. little taller, but... So how are they going to do that are they incorporating that into the game Mm -hmm. also the weapons weapons yeah like uh um 10 story building tall things or something oh oh weapons (laughs) weapons capital weapons yeah the the (laughs) weapons like yeah capital weapons yeah Yeah. yeah. oh yeah 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 yeah. w capital w weapons (laughs) sorry that took me like a few yeah. minutes to understand yeah 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 I, I, <laughs> apologies i should no, have been no, more, no, more like, precise I, th- yeah. I thought you were still going off about the inability to upgrade weapons and i was like yeah that'd be cool too <laughs> <laughs> yeah no that's what yeah. i was gonna say yeah that's 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 uh kai's uh, baby with upgrading oh, yeah, weapons right. i didn't mind gotcha. back then <laughs> yeah yeah the weapons how they incorporate something so massive in scale yeah <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah yeah, for me, I didn't really want that much changed. I was just interested to see more like what they were going to do, if they were going to add new characters. Are they going to how are they going to flesh these stories out like even more maybe? Like I don't I don't know, but I really wanted to experience even more. Yeah. You know what I mean? And with these characters and um also like with the music as well, you know, like what were they going to do with the music? Like what how was it going to sound? Like I didn't know Obviously, I have some idea, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and I've been to the Final Fantasy, like a Distant World Orchestra performance multiple times, um, which, you know, plays original Final Fantasy VII music with an orchestra. So I had an idea, but I wasn't sure, like, things were going to be changed or adapted or if we were going to get new music tracks or, you know, just new things. Um, and that was what I was... What I was uh, I guess excited for like I wasn't sure going into it, you know. Right. Yeah. Not necessarily anything changed outside of like the the weapons and being upgradable and stuff like that. I wanted that and just some quality of life updates, I guess, like things that you know, were kind of annoying to deal with <laughs> that hopefully with the, you know, progress of technology up until now they were able to actually like fix those things right. going into it, like the translations or I don't even know what else is there. That was annoying. I don't know. Show the books. Just like menu issues as well. Like once yeah. you have all, so many materia and you have master materia, a master materia or whatever. And you have, <laughs> you know, it's like a lot of menus to go through. And I was just interested to see like, what are they going to do with every, like all of that? I just, anyway, but yeah. Yeah. 
definitely yeah, good point yeah one thing uh i'm gonna ask you to speculate on this annie actually how dare you this isn't your show <laughs> <laughs> well one of the things that i already said i was nervous about was the uh, combat system changing very much yeah because um, i was scared of losing control of a party um i really enjoy that about turn-based combat or the active time battle or what have mm. you um but you want something more action-based so how do you feel about incorporating multiple party members uh, into a combat that is purely action-based? So I'm, this is like sacrilegious what I'm about to say. And uh, I am not a huge fan of having a party because I can barely comprehend controlling one character at a time. <laughs> so to me, what would be cool is... Um, a system where your characters your other characters do kind of their own thing to assist you um similar to like uh if you have kingdom hearts yeah like kingdom hearts or the kid in um god of war how he kind of just like mm. does his own thing off to the side um mm. if i remember right um where they they are there to actively help and like do stuff and like are still cool but you don't have to like, worry about them in mid-combat um but okay. that also does kind of easy mode it a little bit, especially with like healing and revives and stuff like that. So um, I'm not entirely sure what to expect from the combat system, but I, if it's done well, I could see being okay with a departure from a party system. Interesting. Hmm. Yeah, I, I can see, I can feel the coldness through the microphones <laughs> uh, from three people just giving me the cold shoulder all at once. <laughs> So would you then want to basically cloud be Sora and solo everything and have everyone in tow? Or how would you go about this with control? Yeah, I like, I like the idea of having um, just controlling the main character and having everyone else in tow kind of control themselves and do their, their own thing where you don't have to worry about them. Um, Barrett, control yourself. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, just why don't you just heal me, okay? Just stay back and heal me. But um, it, it could be cool to also set them to like a class system, where you're like, okay, like I want you to be like DPS, so like you're going to do like your own thing, but you're going to focus on causing damage, or you're going to focus on tanking and like soaking damage, and you're going to focus on on like healing and stuff like that. Like, I think that modicum of control would be pretty cool. Um. But uh, yeah, I think I think just being able to focus on cloud would be pretty interesting. Interesting. But I'm also the kind of person who mm. has con trouble controlling more than one character. So keep that in mind. So would you say that was one of the challenges, I guess, of playing the original game was that you had to kind of give commands to multiple <laughs> oh, yeah. members? Like party members, you know what I mean? At any given time. Yeah, I had to think about stuff, which is super difficult for me. Um, I'm very reactive. Hmm. I just do. So like actually having a strategy and thinking was really, really painful. I don't think I had a balanced party until the very last fight. Is that right, Chris? Maybe uh, I wouldn't go that far. But how rewarding was it when hmm. your party all clicked together the way you it was it, it was to? pretty good seventy hours into the game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But that I feel that like that adds adds an element to it though, because it's more of a strategy, like strategic way of thinking. Where it's like, what kind of enemy am I up against? Like, what magic spells or whatever are going to be more, you know, effective against this type of enemy? 
and who has yeah. those abilities like in the party to be able to do those things that you need because each one has a specific role really which i for me like that's compelling about the the battle yeah. um system about the original because i like that i like to kind of and also be punished maybe and not <laughs> like and have to redo it multiple times because i'm learning like it forces yeah you, you like learn, the reward right? can, of uh of success yeah but i with with like final fantasy is like like you know seven in particular i'm okay with that and i will retry it and everything like that i don't know if you played like the souls games that to me is extremely punishing like it's even more punishing i don't have a party to deal with you know but i'm still attacking you know the enemy and i have to learn his patterns right. or whatever but it's almost it almost gets me to the point where it's like i want to quit playing the game and i don't actually want to go back to it which is what happened when i played bloodborne <laughs> where i actually it broke me and i'm like i need some time away from this <laughs> game very and before i go back to it to try again because and i didn't let it beat me you know like i beat that game and i was like ha ha you didn't break me like you know I finished it. <laughs> you persevered. You know? Yes, exactly. Um, Got him. So yeah, I think that's super interesting. But it could be your background with like MMOs where, you know, I don't know what, I don't play MMOs. So I'm assuming you don't have another party member to kind of control. It's just you and you have all these spells, but you're playing in it with all of these other people. Right. You know? So they might have all different roles, but you're just controlling yourself. Right. So you have to worry about yourself. So that does make sense. Like I can see, you know, how you would like that, like gravitate toward more towards that. Yeah. And I haven't played a lot of RPGs, uh, JRPGs in particular, with parties in a long, long time, aside from FF7. Hmm. So my other video game stuff that I play is is pretty solo adventure kind of thing. So like uh mm -hmm. or not necessarily an adventure game but you know I'm, I'm making my own path just just me not really worrying about mm. other party members so like i play like right now i'm like obsessed with stardew valley which you know it's just you by yourself kind of doing your own thing uh you know before this i was playing uh the new um i was playing the uh, jedi fallen order um which oh right which well, is phenomenal right but it's again you know not really a party it's just you um you know controlling yeah yeah uh controlling um what's his face kai caleb i can't remember his name uh um but yeah the you know like i don't remember either <laughs> yeah um Ka cal, cal something yeah yeah, cal. Cal. yeah, cal, yeah yeah so like there's 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 that um like i'm just playing a lot of games that are um are very like not party based so i could see it being i i'll i think mm -hmm. i'll just have to wait and see before i can really commit to it you're you're swaying me all y'all are swaying me <laughs> <laughs> it's also the fear of peer pressure so <laughs> oh gosh you're gonna be shocked kenny when the remake is just an fps <laughs> <laughs> gotta get my clicks oh gotta my get god. my clicks per minute up <laughs> please oh my god yeah but i do appreciate what you said about god of war like similar to that where you know you have a son and he's betray you or whatever and he's doing his own like you're issuing things to him or you're whatever like to shoot or whatever but you're not like in full control yeah you know you're like I mean? oh like do this do this from over here from yeah. over there <laughs> yeah yeah i can just issue commands yeah so which could which could also mm. be really interesting too because it still gives you some control over the your party member mm. Mar marlene is mm -hmm. a you <laughs> yo marlene just and barrett is the fps guy just marlene making uh making drinks as potions in the background <laughs> <laughs> excellent oh my god 
Yeah, imagine. Wow. I guess mm. that's what I wanted that I never knew I wanted until now. You're welcome. That's what I want for a remake. <laughs> Glad we got to the bottom of that. <laughs> yeah. Barrett carries a whole bar on his shoulder where Mar Marlene sits in it and uh, concocts drinks and all stuff and just yeah. uh, hands it over to Barrett when he's low in health and stuff and he's just mowing all the enemies uh, <laughs> down with in F FPS style, Doom style. Yeah. Barrett Eternal. <laughs> Just heavy rock music over all the OG tracks. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I really wanted like a Final Fantasy VII like dating sim, like, you know, where you, Scarlet oh, or, God. you know, kind of like a dominatrix. <laughs> kind of, like, Just give us the game you know we what I want, mean? Square. Stop playing <laughs> with yeah. us. FF7 visual welcome, novel. Welcome exactly. to Scarlet's new minigame in Wall Market. <laughs> Oh God! <laughs> yeah, Kai brought me there. Oh boy! Yeah. <laughs> it's like Dream Daddy, but like yes, Final Fantasy yes, <laughs> absolutely you know I mean? yes. It's like you see Tifa, you know, and oh God, she's broken. She's got a lot of baggage, you know. It's like oh, but you're going to date. She's really nice, you know. I mean, she's gorgeous. Let's just start with that. She takes you back but, to you know, her she place. Talks her to daddy, the you know, she's got some daddy yeah. issues. Yeah. Um. Maybe you pick who you who you want to go, like who you are, like whether you know member of the party, and then you're going around dating the other member. Ooh, come on! I got it. This is a great Listeners. idea. Although all of the uh, all of the shipper um, internet yeah. will be self destruct, <laughs> will collapse, collapse in itself. Yeah, black hole. Listeners, if you want this, help fund us the uh, first yeah. reunion project. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Oh, I love it. Yeah. Oh my god. And yes, you can take Red 13 out on a date. <laughs> you can. Give me Boogan. I also want Boogan. But there's no hanky panky, take... okay? No hanky panky. I want to take Boogan out. Just a date. Just, yes, a date. Just the exactly. first date. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. Why, why couldn't you pick uh, Sid or Red 13 or Vincent or, or someone on on a date? IRS. Seriously. IRS square. <laughs> yeah. yeah i mean they did have a dating sim in the og anyway yeah so kind of just but port it over four characters <laughs> i'm still mad that i didn't oh get barrett God. catchy next time yeah next yeah time. i was really upset yeah. <laughs> did you try no like, i uh, didn't whole, know it was time, i didn't or... know it was doable um i i so oh, I, see, I found I see, out okay. after i didn't tell him the mechanics of Oh, good. Yeah, so if I'd known the... I think he didn't tell me because he knows I would have cheesed it so hard to get Barrett. <laughs> yeah. I don't want you being mean to the rest of the party. I know. I also... That's the other thing is I can't <laughs> yeah. be mean to people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah just lump drunk. Aerith <laughs> is lump drunk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> when it gives you the option to be good or bad, I always... I'm always yeah. good. Like, yeah, you know what I mean? Those yeah. games where it's just like, ooh, you want to do this? It's like, I know I can just shoot this person or run them over with my car or whatever else, but like, I don't really want to do that, you know? No. This is, what, like, what does that mean. say about me <laughs> yeah. as a person? Like, I have issues. Like, you know, if that's what I'm doing, it's like, hmm. That was an interesting addition to the uh, remake, the Grand Theft Auto aspect. Oh, shush. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's true, actually. I'm yeah, and in Wall Market, you know those honeybees. You can just uh, whistle, and one comes into your car, and then it's action time. <laughs> oh I've I've never played, uh, and you can just Grand drive through. You know, 
that game's got really good ragdoll physics, you know? Like, once you yeah, drive over them with your car throughout Wall Market, everybody's oh. just flying everywhere. God. Screaming yeah. at the top of their lungs. Clouds driving in his dress. <laughs> Johnny screaming. The, the wig is off and sitting yeah, in yeah, the front exactly. seat. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. So that concludes today's episode. I just wanted to say a huge thank you so much for coming on our episode here today to First Encounter Podcast, Chris and Hanny. Thank you so much for taking the time to sit down to talk about, you know, Final Fantasy VII and a little bit about Remake. And hopefully we didn't spoil uh, too much for you. To be um, determined. <laughs> thank you for having us, though. <laughs> <laughs> This was incredible. Thank you so much for indulging us for so long. (laughs) Three hours is nothing for us. (laughs) We can't wait to have you guys back. And it'll be super interesting to see, you know, your, your, um, your thoughts and opinions about Remake after you've played it, um, Hanny. So, you know, we're definitely looking forward to having you guys back in the future. Absolutely. It's like Hanny's growing up right in front of us. Oh, in front of our eyes. Yeah. (laughs) Thanks everyone. (laughs) Yeah, this was amazing. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Thank you. All right, guys. So if you have any ideas for our next episode, you can write us. It's thereunionpodcast at gmail.com, thereunionpodcast at gmail.com. We do have a Discord server. So the link for a Discord server is listed in the description of each episode. So go ahead, join our Discord server and continue the incredible conversations that we have about Final Fantasy VII and VII Remake. You can check us out on Twitter. It's at Reunion underscore podcast. We do have a Facebook page. It's Reunion Podcast. And our YouTube channel is The Reunion Podcast. And we do post all of our audio-only videos there on YouTube for you to uh, be able to check out. So, Viz, did you want to drop your socials? Oh, sure. Yeah, it's uh, pretty short. It's at CC underscore Observatory on Twitter, where we post of course all the new videos that come out some uh, cco gems like s- small analyses or stuff a little bit less lately because of reasons but main uh, content is of course on youtube it's cosmo canyon observatory easy to find and all the links to everywhere is also there in the description and in on uh, the page on the banner so yeah just find us there we also have a discord the link is in all descriptions and on the youtube page as well so please find us there and chat away in all those multitude of channels we have there for everything all right chris and hanny did you want to drop your socials for first encounter podcast and anywhere you would like our listeners to check out your amazing content yeah so uh if you want to hear any more from chris and i check out the first encounter podcast uh we're on basically every streaming service that i'm aware of uh for listening to things uh spotify apple podcasts uh, most podcatchers, etc. You can also listen at firstencounterpodcast.com. Uh, we also have a Patreon for our bonus content slash our uh, FF7 um, compilation work. Uh, and that can be found at patreon.com slash firstencounter, I believe. Um, yes, that's correct. <laughs> yes. Yeah, nice. And then uh, you can find us on Twitter at 1stencounterpod. Um, or just type in First Encounter Podcast, I guess. Um, other than that, I just wanted to say, Viz, Kai, thank you so much for having us on the reunion. It was an absolute blast. I'm so glad I got to hang out and chat a little bit with some big Final Fantasy fans like yourselves. Um, it feels really cool to, to be at this point with 
my relationship to Final Fantasy where I can do this. You're very welcome. Was uh, was also fun to have you both on. Mm-hmm. This was a blast. Absolutely. I yeah. feel like it's been long in the making. Definitely. This was mm-hmm. a lot of fun. Very yeah. worth Thank it. Thank you so much. Yeah, I uh, can't wait to come back and, and talk about Remake as soon as we can. We're saying, looking forward to that. Definitely. Yeah. Thank you so much. So, so much. All right, guys. So this is Kai. I am signing off. All the best to all of you. Yeah. Stay safe and take care, everyone. Bye.